0: I find you
1: is going on you guys it is dollar cost crypto here with this freaking heck stream man finally it has happened sir <clears throat> uh, rick and morty's back in time for all these adventures and stuff like that uh, i've traveled across dimensions and finally i'm here uh, uh <laughs> rick and morty rick and morty miguel and travis man going crossing the universe a thousand adventures thousand seasons <laughs> ten more seasons uh, miguel ten more seasons all the shonies bro all the shoneys, bro. <laughs> But shout out to you guys, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the notification bell. We got 120 son of a bitches in the chat, man. Sheesh! You've been asking and I will deliver you from your sin, from your lack of gains. Blessed be thy bags, for they shall pump Hex Jesus. Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, Amen, Dios. Y aquí vamos. So today we are welcomed by myself, me, myself, my I, Hex Jesus, Dollar Cost Crypto, Dogecoin Muhammad. And a plethora of other other uh, schizophrenic uh, personalities of mine, but hey, what's up, man? Short it all. I'm here. That's right, Trader Z. What's going? <laughs> Short it all. Oh, that's funny as hell. Uh, if that really is it, that's funny. T Bird, what's going on, man? Ascending man. Hex Hodel, what's going on? Blessed be thy bags. That's right. Welcome all. Welcome all. Today I'm going to explain what basically this is going to be. Uh, I would probably say one of the more ultimate sort of how-to guides in Hex, um, in my own words, right? So there's gonna I'm going to cut a lot of the fluff out and also fluff other parts of it. <laughs> uh, there's going to be a, quite a lot of it um, in terms of, like, what is Hex, um, what are the future plans for Hex, Pulse Chain, Pulse X, the Infinity Gauntlet, and a, and a plethora of other things. As well as kind of – I'll talk a little bit about, like, some of the gossip a little later on in the show as well as kind of bullshit that's pissing me the fuck off right now in Hex um well maybe my monetization is out of here but I will <laughs> is it really are you really losing monetization when you look at your watch and it's rolex i guess not i don't know but hey man what's up um but yeah man let's see 50 percent of my pros and hex other high is in fight club that's oh really in the fight clubs interesting okay okay man yeah shout out to the citadel be, be sure to look in the description box man it is the ultimate place to gain knowledge knowledge but uh it's a really cool place almost 400 members in there um we had we just closed out a fight club and there's much more incoming you guys we're working on we're working on a bunch of cool stuff we can't talk about in here only for the fam but what's up man let's see yo dcc shout out to br man what's up man send another pepe for our mate lg the cat he deserves it a for sure man Oh, and shout out to Trader <laughs> Trader is SC, man. What's going on with the twenty euros, man? Damn, dude. I thought it'd be British pounds, bro. What's going on, man? Short the pound. Pound is taking a pounding, man. But shout out to you, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> that's funny as hell, man. Soon enough, Trader S C. Soon enough, you'll be able to short. Soon enough, man. Uh, through, I would say there's going to be a protocol called. Um, well, it's actually by the Fiat team and stuff. They have something called Famous, and it's basically their version of a GMX clone that they're building on top of the, um, I would say, the Pulse Chain ecosystem and stuff. Pretty cool project, I think so, myself. Uh, I would say the only fundamental difference is instead of being a 70-30 revenue split, it's going to be a forty, um, 60-40 revenue split, so 10% extra or 33% extra um Basically revenue split for the um, not the LP holders but the actual stakers of the of their version of the GMX token. Pretty cool, man. So people be able to longer 30X long on short. And this is what I'm talking about, man. Like we, we're about to we're about to enter a, a kind of a crazy ass storyline right now in the hex ecosystem and the whole hex story. But let's start let's start at the beginning, you guys. Uh like what is hex, right? Now, hex in the most basic terms in order to kind of figure it out, right? It it is basically our version of Bitcoin with with staking with um with staking pretty much it is um a lot of the concepts for hex is um even though now don't doesn't seem as crazy as uh as like a lot of the tokens out today but it actually kind of revolutionized the full thing. I mean, like, it, it is a, the average stake time for a project for the most part, I would say, would probably be something like maybe Curve Token at most four years, Liquid Drivers two years. The average VC is um, putting their money into a project and it's a two to three year sort of venture before they start getting capital out to dump. Um, but Hex, the average Hexican right now is staking about seven plus years right now which is pretty crazy, man. So we're, we're, in, we're in the sort of uh, we're like w- what Richard Hart, the, the founder of Hex has kind of created is a um, a very interesting sort of token. It's his version of Bitcoin that um, essentially, you know, levers out time, right? So, you know, you get interest paid out to you because you're not selling and because you're not selling that helps the price out over time. And that's kind of the cool thing about Hex. Uh, it has a very low inflation rate, 3.69% per year. Not bad Fibonacci numbers and stuff like that, but um, very low inflation rate um, and many other things, man. What's going on? Wait, what's going on? I <laughs> Explain why I should stake for fifteen years and yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get we'll get into the whole staking situation basically. But it's basically Bitcoin built on top of uh, Ethereum. And it's basically instead of instead of spending the time and energy in the community to actually um, create all these nodes and stuff in order to protect itself, um, it kind of built itself on top of um, one the second most powerful system in crypto, which is Ethereum's proof of work now proof of stake system. But what's going on in the whole thing, right? A very successful launch. The token's done very well. It's it kind of did what it, uh, what it said it was going to do. It was going to go from. Uh, basically do a 10,000 X um, from its all-time lows to its all-time highs. And that is basically uh, around 55, 56 cents, depending on where you're um, pretty much trying to, um, I guess like chart it. basically. Can you share the screen for one second? Full screen it? Yeah, so right now, currently the price of hex is about 2.4 cents. Um, pretty good price. Um, in terms in terms of where it's at right now, in terms of like price, just because like I want to I want to get this out of the way in ter- um in terms of uh, a DCAing and stuff like that. Like the easiest place to buy it, uh, the best place to buy it is literally on Uniswap. I would highly recommend a MetaMask wallet. Um, I would recommend a Chrome browser. So use a Chrome browser. You can use other browsers, but I just like Chrome. I think Chrome's the easiest one. And you uh, you go to their store, um, you download Metamask, and Metamask, you want to get the one with the most amount of actual um, reviews, basically. I mean, I think it's like eight or ten thousand reviews on there. It's like I think it's like almost four stars or four stars. You download it. Um, once you download a Metamask, you literally want to take a piece of paper and write down the the seed phrase it's going to give you 12 words. I'd write it down in black ink. Big bold letters so they can't be smudged once you write down these 12 words you then make a copy of it just in case for a fire or just you lose it or something like that and make with two to three copies of it and then put them in safe places in your house or somewhere you trust and this keeps it just in case like it, your house burns down or something happens uh you lose it for god god for god forbid and you know you have a, an extra copy of it and then you can bring it out now what i recommend is to never ever 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 write this down on a on a freaking cell phone never put it in your notes never put it on a google on a google file like nothing with the computer you want to be as analog as freaking possible with your seed phrases literally okay like this is such is this is one of the biggest mistakes like sometimes like there's mobile wallets like um i do like this mobile wallet but it pisses me off it does this stupid shit it's like do you want to back up your seed phrases on the cloud no 0% chance, do never, 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 never do that. A ton of people have lost a shit ton of money doing that. Okay. Another thing, right? Let's just say for some reason, like, Oh no, I, ca- I can't find an LP. I can't, find. it's there outside of someone stealing it from you. Uh, like it's outside of a, there's a million of things. It's very, it's, they're usually still there. And what's happened is uh, you just can't find it. Sometimes um, the Meta Bass wallet can be a little buggy and you can't find something. Just be patient and just double or triple check never ever contact metamask support team or anything for these for like because you'll end up getting if you ask if you go on twitter and ask this yo um i'm having a metamask i'm having some problems a ton of bots will start hitting you up in the dm saying hey what's going on man i am from i'm from um i'm from metamask support or i'm from whatever hardware wallet that you're using trezor model um the trezor or the ledger and stuff like that you'll get these bots they're like okay just give me your 12 words yeah here you go dumb ass it just robs you with blind you can't give anybody those things it's literally self-custody those words are your words and they keep you safe and it's it's the it's the code to your safe basically for your assets right so I think that's a really – just like a little important sort of thing just before we start off of just how important. And this is one of the important things of Hex is self-custody, is owning your own crypto under your control and – that is like one of the keystones of this community that's actually helped this community survive for so long as well it it's it's practicing safe sex basically in the crypto space um what it what tends to happen during a bull market is um as things get hotter and hotter and hotter um in on an upwards market right you can do more degenerate stupid shit and get away with it right? You can trust, you can trust coins on, you can leave coins on exchanges. You can leave money on like on third party services. You can yield from it. You can do all that. You can do all this borrowing and lending. But when the tide, when the tide goes out, it means the prices start crashing back down. These entities start scrambling for liquidity because basically they're, they're almost all running some version of a fractional reserve system that they shouldn't be, but they are. And what ends up happening is there's hacks um bad deeds are, are are shown up and stuff they're missing money so they can start making up losses with user funds everything looks good and then eventually snap something breaks and then defaults start happening and your money's gone right so it's a sort of it's a sort of thing i I'm, I'm not saying like as as we go on to the future man there probably is going to be some sort of thing where we're probably seventy five percent self custodying twenty five percent i would hate to say maybe trusting coins um i if you can avoid it I would definitely do so, or, or like you have to be very eyes wide open to what you're doing. Possibly one day in the future, you maybe will deposit a BTC to go out, to get a loan in a bank or something like that. That's a little bit different than um, I would imagine. Um, I don't know. Um, I would imagine than like leaving stuff on something like a Voyager or something like that, or <laughs> RIP uh, <coughs> and a plethora of other things, right? <laughs> But I would just highly, I would just highly, highly recommend that you just—it's—it's it's all about self-custody, taking control of your money, and kind of making yourself unruggable. Now, there still can be human error, and this is kind of just the way of the world, basically. Um, this is why it's so important that you—you you have very, very good key management, and you make sure you have safe places, and you build safe places, and you have like, you know. You, I mean, the, the hard part about telling – like, I can't – like, obviously, it's like, maybe have some seed phrases in your house, right? It's probably the easiest one when you first start off. Then from there, um, you can get to ridiculous levels of, like, seed word safety, right? And, you know, people then make their seed phrases into metal into metal slabs or made of gold or, like, tungsten or whatever they end up using so if the house burns down, right? But then – um this is outside of the basic stuff from there uh you end up getting into this whole thing where like you know if i gave a blanket statement like oh yeah you trust the seed phrases to your parents or to an uncle or something like that people's families are fucked up and you that that as that will work for some people it's not gonna work for other people because people have very fucked up kind of like family situations and stuff where their family like you couldn't fucking trust them as far as you can fucking throw them and on top of that if the money became really crazy you know family's going to steal from you so what will happen is like the only other time that you will have um a, a a this is how crazy it is outside of like the most worst calamity and stuff like the once you have all the safety stuff you've never you never really fucked up or done anything stupid like that the only way the it's very easy to see like oh what well, money's missing then you could tell it's probably it was probably a family member or somebody that probably knew what was up and if it wasn't besides that, then it was either, like, you individually, like, depositing and leaving funds on something that you don't have the private keys for, right? So if you just protect from of those kind of things, I mean, basically, you're, like, indestructible, unsinkable, Mr. Glass. You know what I mean? and um it's it's pretty it's pretty insane man it's really cool but it's a responsibility and it's this whole like it's a burden of, it's not a burden of performance but it's like uh it's somewhat of a burden of performance it's like you you have you have ultimate responsibility over your funds and money and this fucking freaks out a lot of people people don't like that people run away from responsibility throughout their lives and stuff and don't want that level type of responsibility but with that responsibility much money can be gained and um i believe i mean this is why like it's kind of a red pill sort of ethos and stuff like that which i um espouse to in parts of my life and stuff like that um just to have responsibility and we're like oh i'm fat because i'm eating a lot well yeah that's or like no 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 it's be, it's it's because the uh the 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 world the world's conspiring against me man like they they're putting food in my mouth like come on you know it, it's it's that sort of thing right but uh you can take the screen down now yeah <laughs> And I'll read the super chats in a bit, you guys, man. If you guys, if you guys want your answers, um, I will answer all super chats. Um, so if you want to leave a super chat, I'll eventually get to it towards the end of the, towards um, in a little bit, man. But um, I, I'm sorry I had a harp on that whole like a sort of private key thing, but it's a very, very important sort of thing that you get custody of your tokens, and um, I'll do it as fast as you freaking can. Um, I think it, I, it, it, it is the ultimate power. It like. When you have custody of your to- if everybody had custody of their tokens, man, holy shit, man, we would be more powerful. The reason one of the reasons why we can pump so much comparative and it will get and then this has a lot to do with the hex. The reason I'm going so deep into this because it's it's one of the most vital things that we teach in the crypto mindset courses inside the Citadel, and all across all our products, as well as something that we, we highly picked up from the hex ecosystem is just having control of your assets, right? And if, if everybody had their own BTC, nobody left money in exchanges, no money, nobody left money anywhere else. Everyone had it under their control. There will be less shenanigans. And to tell you the truth, um, as much shenanigans has happened here in crypto, the thing is, is like they get washed out. It's done. It's over. And then we continue on. Right. We're in the traditional market. You have a lot of things that are just swept under the rug or they print money in order to fix and keep it going and stuff where it would have just collapsed a long time ago. Um, the reason the, one of the reasons I truly believe why equities equities ha- don't pump as much as crypto is because the, there's a third party that ends up controlling your stock and this is kind of a really fucked up sort of thing where like you you on something like um let's all right let's use let's use robin hood as an example and hit the like button you guys you get you guys are getting some fucking out you know you guys are getting fucking like red pills right here man red pill of finance man um this this is a really messed up sort of thing with equities and stuff like that is that when you own an equity, you really don't truly own it. Some, a third party entity that holds the stock for you owns the ent- and then they lend out your stock for people wanting to borrow and, um, le- borrow uh, borrow it, short it, or along it basically. And you don't get any of those returns. So this is the kind of crazy thing where imagine if in a world where everybody owned their stock, they're actually, their promissory notes or the actual note of the stock in their possession inside of a wallet, which I think we might head it's, it's, it could go either way, but it looks like we might be heading towards that world one day where we control like one token equals one stock. Um, I mean, you would pretty much double or triple the amount of gains in the equities market, like damn near overnight, just because you, you, uh, you would take the ability for, um, People to long or short as much. So what happened is you would create a secondary market, and you would create a tremendous amount of extra yield. So then from there, people would then deposit their tokens. <laughs> Here we go into some problems again, right? But then they were uh, they would deposit their 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 stock tokens or their crypto tokens into these second platforms, and they would create a whole another type of yield for it. So it's kind of these beautiful things where you can possibly earn dividends and you can earn yield from your from your um, from people longing or staking these tokens and stuff like that. And because of all the limited supply of staking these tokens away for borrowing and lending pools, um, you would basically uh, significantly increase the amount of um, yield you're earning as well as the lessen the float available to uh, buy and sell in the open market um, outside of the uh, borrowing and lending pools and stuff for for shorting and longing that's the kind of like it's a crazy amount of wealth and that that wealth is stolen by by these larger corporations who then um it's, it's 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 pretty insane you guys like if you guys end up looking at that and stuff so just having just having the ability of having stuff that's ultimate custody on on most cryptos around the world are slightly inflationary to deflationary over time right and that deflationary ability plus the ability to stake tokens away ends up giving these tokens the ability to just gain massive amounts of uh of percentage gains as well as um the systems are still not that gigantic right now that um the price of the tokens can really shoot up and stuff like that. that's why we've been able to see btc go from like basically nothing fraction like a penny basically to current prices of like twenty one thousand, twenty two thousand dollars per token um yeah yeah d- definitely don't stake yeah don't do any of those pools right but the the thing is trad the thing this is the problem this and this is the main problem why bad things happen inside of crypto is because we try they try to take concepts that work like because if you look at it, like every, they want to like if you actually look like we're in the super babysitter mode because of the fucking boomers and check out my series I've got like two video series on why boomers are bad right uh shing um but. Basically, if you look at the rest of the markets, like you're, you, you, if you look at how people t- typically um yield, right, like, or or try to make money in the in the real world, right, they're like they get a job, four hundred one k. You, if you if you uh, if you match if you match up to four percent of your entire, um you know, your entire what I pay you a year, I'll match it with an additional four percent. Yeah, and then they they have a very limited amount of ETFs they can invest into, and then the money goes in there and they can't touch it for years. So it's like the money is just taken away from them and put into these sort of things that they don't really have much control of, right? Or if they're more little tiny more base and stuff, and they end up taking control just a full amount of their money and then putting it into stocks. From there, they're tr- they're trusting an app. All their stocks are on that app, on either E Trade or. Um, citadel's homies like fucking um robin hood and stuff like that you see it's it's like, it's sort of this whole thing where you the, the complete things in the in the trust of that of the third party or the, if they have a lot of money and shit they're calling a broker and the broker holds that, that through at the brokerage at no point are they holding their own stock at all right well in our system the millennial system right because you got you've got to remember that we are we are recreating the ponzies right and one of the reasons why the equities market and the rest of the world is kind of like fidgeting and breaking right now is because the ultimate Ponzi, the the generational Ponzi, has pretty much starting to go bust in other countries. It um, we basically maintained the generational Ponzi here in the states from Boomer to Millennial, where slight, the Millennial generation being slightly larger than the Boomer population, and um, this th- this th- this generally but worldwide and the and the um, and the rest of the developed nations and stuff like that, we're having an economic bust of, of, gener- of generational proportions because the, the, ge- the replacement generation of millennials and Zoomers are smaller than the boomers in most other countries outside of the United States. And this is causing huge problems, as well as because of the invention of cryptocurrency, um, we, we, are, we are essentially saying, fuck that, I'm not gonna play this fucking bullshit stock, like somewhere deep inside here, deep inside the soul of, I would say ex, some extras, millennials, and the Zoomers and stuff. We know, we know it's a Ponzi. We know it's bullshit. So what we're doing is we're essentially we're rugging. We're going to we're rugging this entire fucking economic system that the Boomers have created, and we're said, screw you guys. I'm going to my own Ponzi, and <laughs> and it's this whole. I mean, this is and then we end up. Creating our own systems, going to a, a different system that they don't control, and then we can hold, we have more percentage control of it. Can you imagine? Do you know how much wealth has been created with crypto? It is barely a trillion dollar asset class. Barely. I mean, oh my God. Like, here, share my screen one time. So, right now, the total market cap of crypto is just barely over a trillion dollars right now. And the amount of people that I personally know that have changed their entire fucking life because of that trillion dollars just by owning a fraction of a fraction of that of that market cap is insane. The whole market, I don't know I, what's it called the market, the whole market cap, I would think of equities and stuff like that is is like multi trillions of trillions of trillions of dollars and stuff We're we're nowhere. I mean, the market cap of gold is 10 trillion. I mean, we're still a very small industry. We're We're, we're not nothing, anything huge at all. And. The amount of life-changing wealth that's been happening is just because that market cap is shared by so many, by individuals, not just these corporations who are then owned by another corporations that are essentially controlled by a very, very tiny amount of people. You still do get concentrations of wealth no matter what. That's just a law of the world. But the disbursement of this wealth is, is so much greater and better and more, I would say, diverse. Fuck age or race or anything. It is much more fairly distributed across the generation that it, I mean, I've just, I personally think this is why I'm so passionate about this space and stuff like that because there still is so much growth in this space. And because of the way the ownership structure is for these assets, as long as we buy these assets and we take them off the exchanges and put it into our custody, our wallets, our coins, we all get richer. It's just like we're all tr- we're all buying the, we're all buying the neighborhood up, and we're taking care of the neighborhood, and we're and we you know we're making sure that the asset price of everyone gets richer. It's it's a positive feedback loop. Economic systems are not a zero sum game; it's a positive sum game. We if if the if the price goes up, we all get richer. We all hold the price keeps going up and up and up. It's a po- it's a positive Ponzi. If there ever was such a word, <laughs> hit the Pepe on that man. That was beautiful.
0: Yeah.
2: Are so
3: right
1: now. Woo! Ooh, in the star. Okay, where's the hexagon? Do you have a hexagon? I don't. I don't think I have a hexagon. Shame, Travis. Shame. What is wrong with you, bro? Like this is it. the hex stream. <laughs> hex Jesus is, is doing a sermon right now. I'm sorry, my Lord and Savior. That's right. That's right. I'm trying to save you from your plebness. and then you cast stones upon thy thy road and I don't know, whatever <laughs> <laughs> I give it up. But um, you know, that's, I mean, all, I, I wanted to have that whole little interlude there about like seed phrases to like why we are fundamentally different, the same and different from the traditional markets and why our system is a lot better. Uh, also fundamentally, there's sort of like an, under, there's sort of an undertone of like, well, this is our thing. Right. And because it's our thing, um, this is kind of why it pisses off a lot of the traditional market is because we're not playing their. If you think about it, just at the basis level of like, hey, they, they, they not depositing money into our into our system. That's bad. I have all my money in this system, but they're moving all their money in that system. And I don't control that system. That makes me ma-. wait. And that's what's going on. So basically, we're kind of rugging the, the older generations because we see how much of a grift they've done. I mean, honestly, if you really look at like the interge- intergenerational fucking bullshit warfare that's been going on, the boomers and the older generations have really fucked over the younger generations. Obviously, the Zoomers are still young right now. The millennials have hit the brunt of it. And oh, my God, like RIP, the fucking extras. I mean, <laughs> they've gone through the, they've gone through a lot of it and stuff like that. Um, now they're starting to come out on the better side of it, right? Because some of these boomers are dying but um we've made our own system and we have to make sure to keep that ethos alive and this is why we pre- preach out that like this cycle because of the rugging that's happened because of middlemen this cycle is going to be flavored a tiny bit more on chain right now let's get back to hex right hex gives you the ability to stake your token right your ownership your ownership of the supply of the of the, of the token supply right Um. You can stake your hex from one to fifteen point two years, or one day to five thousand five hundred and fifty-five days. Five five five, cuatro cinco, <laughs> which are four fives basically the cuatro cinco baby, the fifteen year stake. Um, now I want to preface this where like that's a long fucking time. <laughs> if you actually know about like any about staking and stuff, the the entire age of cryptocurrency is thirteen years. So. There are stakes right now that uh, by the time they come out, they will be old, like damn near about a little bit older than half the. By the time they come out, they're they're going to be a, a, what, like a little bit older than half the entire lifespan of crypto, which is beautiful, right? I I believe truly over time there will, will, will most likely be the um, if not the CD then the bond, eventually of like the cryptocurrency space, just because they're that like that like pretty hardcore about it. Um, t-shirts are very very powerful but it, they, need to be, they need to be done right. Now, um, when I, I've always been a bit of a black sheep when I've been in the Hex family, um, in terms of like how I, I, I like having a certain percentage liquid and that when I wanna, let, let me explain some terms. Liquid means coins that you have available in your control, not on someone else, in your control, in your own wallet, that you could sell at any time you want or just move it to somebody else or gift it. Something that it's in your control and then you can move it freely. Staked tokens, or T shares are tokens that you've essentially allocated out of your, um, in your control, but you can't sell them until an allotted amount of time and you're getting rewards for it. And then there's something called dry powder, which basically means you have capital, usually dollars or pounds or um, USDC or tether, basically liquid cash that you have, you have ready to allocate into the cryptocurrency space at a, mo- a moment's notice, basically. Okay? So there's liquid tokens, stake tokens, Dry powder, okay? These are the three big main terms you just want to learn. If you don't know them, there, there you go. And um, they'll benefit you uh, through, your, through your whole space and the little time in the crypto space. So I truly recommend that people do not stake any hex until they, they kind of build up a nice little liquid bag and they know what they're doing. I It is it, because, like, one of the, so, okay, so there's something called Pulse Chain, right? Dun, dun, dun pulse chain is basically the hex ecosystem making their own ethereum their own l1 right and why like why so why why are they creating pulse chain i don't understand well let me tell you so the way so when let's just say as an example right i take some hex I have one t-shirt right and i'll explain what the t-shirt is in a minute but like one t-shirt or like let's, let's make it simple i take ten thousand hex tokens i stake them for a year what happens is Every single day, depending on what happens in the system, the payouts a little different, a little higher, a little lower. Every day is a little different, and people are like, "Oh, I get that. Yeah, some days I get like six tokens per day, and some token some days I get five. Some day I get eight. Like, oh my god, I get twenty four today, right? Because of that, <coughs> it has to calculate those rewards every single day on the blockchain, and because of the technology that Ethereum uses right now, it's which is awesome, by the way, but. There's much, there's much needed. Uh, there's there's a lot of room for improvement, basically. And what's going on is that it this calculation on chain starts getting kind of expensive as time goes on, right? Um, as an example, right, like um, some stakes that I've had since the beginning of Hex that are now I would say what um, mm. three years, three and a half year stakes as an example that are coming out right now. Uh, these three and a half year stakes that are coming out for me um, in the bottom of a bear market are still costing like $62, $70 to unstake. Doesn't sound like a lot, right? Like let's just say they're thousands of dollars. Hey, you know, it costs to play the game, right? Cool. But what happens when the price the price of Ethereum starts shooting up, and the um, the bull market continues on. That sixty dollars will become three, four, five thousand dollars. And what happens with that is that that gas fee starts eating into profitability and completely takes away profitability. Where smaller players are kind of pushed out. So this, so during like right now, no one's really hurting. But during the good times when things are going bananas, it actually does end up kind of hurting the smaller player the point where like they're completely unprofitable. So um, what's going on, so what's going on is that we're creating a different, we're creating the same sit, we're copying over the entire system state of hex and moving it over to our own somewhere we control and we won't have this gas fee problem. And that's why we're doing that. And that's why that's being created right now. And it, I, no matter what we're like, unless Ethereum does these major, major upgrades, Which doesn't look like it's going to happen for at least a while. Um, We end up having this point where where Hex has this kind of kind of weakness right here, where it could kind of mess up the whole staking um, parameter and stuff like that for smaller players. The larger, it's the whole thing when you're really rich in a system or you're really like you break the the rules don't really matter or like the cost of doing business is whatever, right? But for a smaller player, it could really mess them up and it could disincentivize smaller players from you know playing the game that can make them hopefully money, basically. So that's what, that's, what's going on right now. So with that, right. Um, this, so basically what's, what's going on is that Richard Hart, the founder of hex has created, um, has done something called sacrifice phases basically, which is um, <laughs> you basically uh, send hex uscc or some of these tokens into uh, into a pool with no expectation of the work of others. And basically um this 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 capital here is basically just being used willy-nilly to create something that to the benefit of many of others, but no one's expecting anything, right? But it's kind of a wink and a nod. Uh it just is it just kind of is what it is, basically, right? But right now the entire hex community is kind of just like antsy as fuck right now because they've been waiting a long time, by a long time, like a year and some change, um, for Pulse Chain to launch. Now, Tip, now, this is why I said the whole VC mentality stuff in the beginning of the stream is that typically when you're investing into, um, like, let's just like because basically a lot even though, even though it's even though a lot of people have uh, have made sacrifices into these um, into Pulse Chain and Pulse X, and I'll get into an m- explanation of what Pulse X and the, some of these other tokens are with my handy dandies, Thanos gauntlet, but um, these what's happened basically is that while we've been waiting, we've been, we've gone into a bear market and a lot of people have put a lot more capital than they should have, or they thought that was correct, but the market went down and the rest of the portfolio went down and this has caused them um, basically like uh, they felt like they miscalculated or they're like, Oh my God, I thought it'd come out sooner and stuff like that. So wh- what's going on is kind of like they've, they're getting sort of reverse FOMO and they're getting a little bit of dread and, um, typically, when you, as a, if, if you VC invest into a project, right, you, um, what ends up happening is that like, let's just take for an example, a token that will launch six months from now as an example, right? Let's just say I invest into a project that comes out six months from now. What will ha- typically happen as a person that VC invests into a project is typically you do not get coins right away. You typically start getting coins about a year into the project actually fully launched with the token out. So imagine launches six months from now. So I invest money today. Six months later, the token comes out, and then a year after that, I start, my tokens start dripping out for another year. So typically, right, from the from the, from the the starting point of that, um, it takes over a year and a half to two and a half years to really get the full allocation of tokens. The average wait time is about two to three years before people get tokens out on an average project. Sometimes a little sooner, right? Sometimes a little longer, but typically it's about a two to three year process for people to get those tokens. Right now, Pulse Chain is basically on that same timeline right now. And this is kind of the sort of thing where you just got to wait. I mean, the thing is, is like you guys got like people who sacrificed for PEX and Pulse Chain. So I do believe it's going to come out. But what's going on is a bunch of people are fucking hurting because the bear market hit. And everybody's portfolios, fuck Hex, Ethereum, BTC, every other shit coin in crypto is down like 80% right now. Eighty percent. Now things are getting better. We've had some pumps. Ethereum's on Ethereum was at, at eight hundred bucks, and now it's at you know fifteen hundred. It's pretty good. BTC hit sixteen thousand. It's at twenty one. We're not like whoa shit. We're getting a little. There's a little green in the air, but still, people are hurting because the prices are down because bull markets over and people overinvested. and that always happens in bull markets. Right. But what have I said throughout this entire journey, this entire time that I've been in crypto, is that crypto is a game of attrition. It's not survival of the fittest. It's, it's, it's the ones who can just survive. It's surviving. It's surviving past the rest of the fucking plebs. It's dollar. Cost, the reason I call myself dollar cost crypto because I, I had a, I had a very interesting discussion with um, Crypto Coffee. Shout out to Crypto Coffee, uh, where me and him were talking about like how long it took us to really make money in crypto, right? And, like, I, I, I had I had this question posed to me in, uh, when was it? I think in, a, in a, maybe two or three live streams ago. It was like, Miguel, when did you actually, like, make your first million in crypto? And then I was like, which cycle was it? Was it the first cycle you are in or the second cycle or the third cycle? And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, it was my second cycle. It was not my first cycle. It took two cycles to really make money in crypto for me. And it was awesome, right? But imagine, like, it took 2017... Oh my God! Making tons of money. Boom! 2018, get wrecked. Oh no! Recover it all back in 2019, and then, mind you, DCAing in 2017, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Six years, seven years of DCAing, nonstop. Overnight success, you guys. <laughs> but. This is kind of the beautiful thing, and this is why I say it usually takes two cycles to really make money, three cycles to make like crazy wealth. D C was a brokey. That's right. I was well, I wasn't that broke, bro, but like wasn't wasn't Bugatti boat. <laughs> what calls your Bugatti? No, but um, you know, it it was. I made some decent money in the first cycle, but it wasn't like it's it's like. You know, you don't hit. You know, it's 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 like, wow, this is crazy, man. You hit the first, you hit the first kind of six figure ever in your portfolio. You're like, wow, this is awesome. But it's not like it's not enough to retire on. Then on the second cycle, shoo, you hit some crazy man. You see the top of Mount Olympus, man. You see it, man. The ambrosia's there. That's what happens. You you taste it, and this is the beautiful thing. We teach us in the courses, in the crypto mindset courses, in the Citadel and stuff like that, is that you. you People who haven't experienced those pumps don't know, but anyone, anybody, any old, any person that's even been around crypto the last two years saw it like, like <clears throat> coins go like that. 15, 30, 40, 50 x a hundred X's, 10,000 X's. Let me explain to you. If you had bought hex at, now nah, I'm using hex as an example here, but if you, uh, if let's just say you bought hex at the bottom, at the bottom of the bottom of the price, $1 of hex at the bottom And sold at the top. Now that's kind of like going crazy. But there's an example, right? You every dollar turned to ten grand (coughs) without staking. Now with staking, a lot larger in percentage gains, but you couldn't sell it, so I'm not counting it right now, right? But let's just say the average person, if they bought like during that first six months of it being kind of shitty, shitty low prices, every dollar turned to three, four thousand bucks. Not bad. Not bad. It's beautiful. Now, I also want to say one. I also want to say one thing too. The people who typically get rich in the first cycle lose it all, for the most part. I've seen that so many times; it's kind of crazy. Like, I it's it's insane. Like, I it, now there always is there always is like a couple exceptions. There's always a couple people that like make it and keep it, and they're just like, whoa, they're just hitting hard. But the exception doesn't make the rule. On average, the people who if, if you if you make money in the you make money in the first cycle cool, it'd be but it's usually not enough to really like like it's not really enough to like completely like holy crap, but that second cycle is where it's escape velocity. You escape the matrix on the second one. and on the third, you start making your own matrixes at that point now this is this is this is this is the power this is the power and the in the complexity of the cryptocurrency space right and this is why i'm so bullish in crypto and i do these streams and stuff and and teach people about cryptos like i don't i just don't talk about hex but hex i believe is one of the best shots to actually really make some um i believe wealth life-changing wealth over the long term now i myself personally do also invest into other cryptocurrencies ethereum um, Ethereum, Matic, um, Optimism, I, um, other L1s, um, Avalanche, Phantom. I'm in a lot of other tokens and stuff, and I believe that I, I believe that those tokens would do pretty well the cycle. And though, but things change. But I believe like one one of the major sort of like secret little like narratives is the whole Hex Pulse Chain Richard Hart ecosystem, which is Hex, the main ecosystem token. I would count it as our Bitcoin. Pulse Chain, which is our Ethereum. There's Bitcoin. Here's Ethereum. PulseX, which is basically our—I would—I would pretty much call it like our Spooky Swap slash Uniswap, basically Pancake Swap fused all into one. Then from there we have the copies. So those are the three unique tokens. From there, they're sort of like a, they're sort of because we're moving from Ethereum over to Pulse Chain, right? Our version of Ethereum. We are. Because the, the the beautiful thing of hex is when Hex was created, it was created immutably. So it means like it the once they once they've kind of lacked out the once they've gone live and they lacked that last sort of um tack in in sort of like in in, in the sort of train tracks of Hex, they couldn't change it anymore. Warts and no, all, right? So because of that, they're they're gonna do something called the snapshot. And what the snapshot is, is it's copying the entire system state of Ethereum and hex and then starts over here. So basically you are doubling your your hex coins. So you're going to have Ethereum hex and Pulse hex. And typically people just call it hex and P hex, Pulse hex basically. And you're going to get a copy of all your tokens on Ethereum. It's going to be the biggest airdrop ever. Um, probably the, the, um, there was, there was another kind of bullshit attempt to do this, which was, um, Ethereum proof of work. Yeah. Ethereum proof of work. And then I think Ethereum fair and it did terrible jobs, but kind of proved the concept. But here's the kind of the thing. It's actually pretty hilarious on those, on those copycats, um, sort of expansions that happened. Um, the number one traded tokens on those ecosystems were all hex tokens. <laughs> <laughs> Funny as hell, right? But be- because this is a system that's created organically by a community, right? So I teach something called the box, right? L7 loser, right? The four points, right? It's basically something that I teach people that what I use to kind of look at a crypto in a macro sort of sense. A very low, la- a very pulled back sense of the space, right? Like when I look at a crypto, what am I? What is like the flash points? Like the, 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 the four key points, right? And it's who's the founder and team? What's the community? Does it have a community? What is the community? Tokenomics. Proof. Um, um, what does it do? Its functionality. What is it? What is it? And major investors, basically. And if it and of those four points, the most important thing is community, right? Does it have a community? Well, the Hex community has probably one of the largest. It, it, it was single-handedly has the lar- outside. I mean, I would say it's actually got more dedicated YouTubers. Than any other crypto token in the entire in all of crypto. I don't give a fuck. I've looked far and wide. I've been YouTubing and in, in on crypto for a long time. Shout out to Cultivate Crypto. I think he celebrated four years today of of streaming. Shout out to Charlie. As a matter of fact, yo hit a pep for that. Shout out to Charlie, man. Beautiful man. Long live the thousand year empire. <laughs> the sun doesn't set on the crypto mindset army. And that's actually factual too. We have people worldwide, baby. Over eleven that we've helped over eleven thousand six hundred people get into crypto through our products and services. And uh we have um, many hoes in different area codes. <laughs> but um, okay, all jokes, all jokes aside. Um now, there's the community I the same most single-handedly most important fucking thing in crypto is the community. Well, but Miguel, why is that? Why is the community the most important single factor in cryptocurrency? Lots of people like a lot of thing, they keep buying thing, price goes up, thing survives. Wherever the interest is, you could think of people being like, where are the likes at? Are there people out? Right now, I've been. I look. I'm. I'm across the whole DeFi space. All it is crickets. It's a bunch of fucking little nerds, or like a couple of rich dudes like buying some coins right now and hoping that the community comes back and stuff. The community never died or left. Hex. You got to imagine. Even if people are pissed off, like, oh, when Pulse Chain, they're still there. There's a complete entire L1s dead. Shout out Harmony. Shout out North Korea. Lazarus Group dead. Right. So the power of the people this is this is the one thing that a lot the, now the hex community had to build itself from the ground up and with a lot of hate originally the big the biggest haters on hex have been the bitcoin maximalists the ethereum even the ethereum dudes were been hating on us the whole time we we've been sort of like the dog that's been kicked around the whole time. We like, hey, look at us! To, we're doing some really cool stuff, yeah, yeah. And we we ended up creating and generating and creating this whole sort of ethos, right? So because we were so we, we were we were the Jew, literally we were the fucking Jews, and we were getting kicked out of uh, out of Egypt, and we've been looking for a second home this entire fucking time through the desert. Hex Jesus, you know, um, hex Moses, right? Because of this, right? We've had to, we had to lean on ourselves and kind of create our own sort of ecosystem and our own sort of like broadcasting sort of stuff of like how to get people into the ecosystem because you, because of this important point community, right? Uh, one thing that I always look for is that, is it a growing community? Does is, is, is it have a decent community? What is this YouTubers like, right? This is all a part of the community tab when I'm looking at a token, right? What, what, what is their social media reach? How are, they, how are they getting more people? Are the people in the project very passionate? The, the people in Hex... Are some of the most passionate people I know. They are. They. They. There are so many shows. Like. Like. Let me tell you. this. In terms of percent, like I'm trying, like a body to weight ratio, right, or power to strength ratio, right. The single strongest community in all of crypto is is Hex. And I don't even stutter anything when I say that. There's no other community in the entire crypto space that has more more dedicated YouTubers, streamers. Uh, Twitter people, then the hex community, the hex token itself. So, th- like, think about it. Th- there's not that many channels like on YouTube, right? If you go look, there isn't really not that many YouTubers anymore that are solely Bitcoin maximalists anymore. There's not so many YouTubers anymore that are solely just Ethereum maximalist. Now you do get a couple channels that are like they, they they focus on only Ethereum projects, but even that, that's still not that gigantic, right? You mostly have altcoin channels where they're just jumping from multiple, from this to that to that. In terms of just maximum amount of dedicated people streaming about their coin and their product, it's the absolute pinnacle, apex, the tip of the pyramid. There's no other token, no other ecosystem in all of crypto with that many dedicated people. Fucking period. There ain't any other ecosystem. And that is very powerful. This is how it's been able to get so many people, even though it's had the entire cards and stacked against it and stuff like that. Right. Because it, 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 they, we, we've, and like, I was one of the first four YouTubers uh for hex, right? It was me, RG three hexologist, crypto coffee. We're the four original YouTubers for hex. And then we push this whole sort of thing out in order to, um, kind of push out the, the not this ethos but like basically off of us youtubing creating this community and stuff like that and allowing people like to come on the show it's like hey bro come on the show man start youtubing we pushed out this really healthy sort of thing where, which a lot of like this is the one of the problems in the crypto community is that most crypto people are fucking like introverted fucking turbo dorks and we're we're extroverted turbo dorks <laughs> so because of this because of the found the founding dna of the first four hex youtubers as well as richard hart it has kind of pushed out this very unique sort of like flavor to the community. Every community has a very different flavor and that flavor is like, so you get something like Charles Hopkinson. So typically, right? Typically the, so like I said, right? The L seven, the loser, right? L seven loses the box, right? The most important thing is a community, but the X, one of the biggest X factors is who's the team, who's the founder, and the, I, I think the single biggest sort of like X factor, where it was just like the multiplier, right? So the, the baseline is like how much community members you have, what type of community is the outreach there, right? Then the thing that could just light the whole thing on fire is who's the founder. And typically, right? Because the, um, the people, the, thing, the things that buy cryptocurrencies are people, people are very tribalistic and they typically want a leader. And depending on who the leader of the, the token is, you get sort of a copy of their personality. Right, you have a very flamboyant, very, uh, very smart, very, uh, ta- very, um, sort of like set point, sort of guy as the leader of hex and stuff like that, and very, very confident. So, you end up cap- getting a lot of that, uh, a lot of his personality copied on to the to the YouTubers, as well as the, the 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 starting ethos of the original YouTuber, the four YouTubers, and then from there on, many more. Um you ended up getting a very unique community that i don't see very often in any other um r c twenty token space l ones or anything it's very unique now the, the because because of this right because of this right it um it's made the community very strong um there's a lot of maximalists in there and and they um and I'll I'll go into more of like what's going on kind of like um, in terms of like the bird eye view in terms of what's going on with hex in terms of within its own self, but um, as an explanation of what's kind of going on in the, um, in the hex ecosystem, everything like that. Um, because of those kind of two points, right? You have two, you have the, you have a very, very, very flamboyantly smart founder. Who's actually openly challenging a lot of people and is very entertaining to watch. Because of that, he's a gravitational force that brings in more people. Then the community on top of itself is another community that, that's self-maintaining and also does outreach to get more people in, and then that's more powerful. So you, have, you basically have the two sort of things where it's a community that's actively trying to get more people. A lot of other cryptocurrencies kind of rest on the laurels, and then this is kind of what fucks them up after multi-cycles, after one or two cycles, is that um, the community isn't really trying anymore, and then th- you can sort of get stagnation, and you can get death in the ecosystem. Now, um, and hit that like button, man. Now, you know, because because of um, the founder of of um, of Hex, right, has always been like kind of a very outland <laughs> outlandish, <laughs> has been a really really outspoken sort of guy, and has really um, been uh, through his streams have really taught a lot of people things about the crypto space and kind of truths and uncomfortable truths in the crypto space. Now the community he's because he sharpened the community so much as a sword and stuff, you know, um, the community also can cut back and there's is also is, is um, sort of complaining and hitting him with his own sort of tactics, which is kind of funny. So it's a sort of like there's this classic thing that we've said back on the discourse syndicate days of Hex is that you don't get the community you want, you get the community you deserve. Right. And. Uh I think that's a really beautiful sentiment. And I think it really it does kind of capture what it is, right? Like so he's attracted a certain type of person. This person's very um is, is bringing more and more people, but at the same time, these people are also making sure to put him on not just a pedestal, but also putting him on a sort of a hey motherfucker, like this is, is what it is, and it's really powerful. Now Hex now those that's the first two. Then from their use case, right, which is basically um, th- this is, this, now, this is kind of one thing that's always been taught in Hex, and it's a very uncomfortable truth for a lot of people in the crypto space because the crypto space is the technology space, right? And this is the uncomfortable truth is that you, there's, there's a classic meme in the crypto space, which is I'm in it for the tech which is what the joke is basically not like, like, Oh, no, like you have a lot of tech bros and you have a lot of people in the cryptocurrency space. Like, no, this is going to change the world, man. Oh my God. My cryptocurrency is going to like change. It's going to give money to people in Africa and like people stop being poor. And like, and it's, it's, it's like, but my tech's going to be able to transact, I'll be able to transact at lightning speeds and stuff like that. Where most people in the cryptocurrency space, I would say German nine. Kanye nine are trying to get fucking rich or money, right? And this is something that's the uncomfortable truth that like R- Richard Hart and the whole Hex community has not shied away from is like, yo, bro, we're trying to get paid, son. We're trying to make some money. We want our token to do, to go up and to the right. Hella X's, baby. 10,000 X, right? And this makes a lot of other crypto communities uncomfortable because there's a very small minority in these other crypto communities that know that as well but are actively trying to trick a ton of other people so they fucking can rug them of money. Or these people are trying to do this holier than thou thing. No, no, no. Uh, What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to provide a cryptocurrency and a technology that'll help empower the world. Yeah, or your fucking pockets? Which one is it? Huh? I just like a little honesty. It's okay, we're all trying to get rich here? Yeah? Are we trying to like make the world a better place? Yeah, but we're trying to get rich too, right? Yeah. Can we just say that we're just all trying to get rich? Yes. Will us getting rich make the world better? Yeah, because I'm cool. And if I'm cool and I'm rich, then that means I'm gonna make the world a cooler and richer place. Yeah. But a lot of other communities are very disingenuous of this fact. And because of the disingenuity and stuff, like, you sense it. Once you've been inside something, a crypto community that like the Hex community that's very honest about this sort of thing and it, um, it, it talks about this sort of stuff, you see how fake a lot of other shit is in crypto. Now, the the average shit man hit a pepe on that. That was incredible. <laughs> And it's so because because of this because of this because of this kind of disingenuous nature, you have a lot of crypto things. This is why I've 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 called out like other members like other um, founders of other tokens and stuff here and there, where I've kind of like, yeah, like because of entering now, because I was a shit coiner first and then become a hex person, and then from there kind of took in my, my shit coining abilities and taken this kind of this this kind of knowledge knowledge this knowledge i've gained from the hex community and then gone on to the real world it's been help it's really helped me to kind of look for uh, and stay away from a lot of grifter ass motherfuckers as well as look at opportunities or know that like this token's probably going to be like these other ecosystem tokens on these other l1s are probably going to be good are, are probably going to be like pump and dumps or probably be like a one season chump but still make a lot of money and that's totally okay but this is why like a lot of other people have just trouble because we I've taken I've taken ma- maximum chicoinery and maximum like um, I would say like um, maximalism kind of fused it together and it's allowed me to have this kind of viewpoint where I'm able to kind of really look at both sides of the this is why I always want people to kind of do both to get so they can kind of build this kind of experience and this kind of vision, right? This is why I teach the L, the the box and the L the L seven loser sort of thing, is so people can then Get this sort of sense of like what what's real, what's bullshit, what's not, and st- and still continue to make money, but you know survive, right? And because of, the, I mean, if you look at if you look at the hexagons, right, the, hex, the 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 least affected community inside of the crypto besides the crypto mindset and shit. That, that you know, shout out to my boys, eleven thousand strong, but. This has helped a lot of the hexagons survive a lot of calamities that's happened in the cryptocurrency space where in the rest of the space, you've had people completely leave all their funds on FTX, on Voyager, on Celsius, on a bunch of, a plethora of other platforms, Luna and stuff like that. And um, that didn't really happen to the hex community, which is, which is really cool. So now, now, so because Hex is creating this entire, now looking at Hex, right? So like there's the, because it has that X factor. One thing that I have found that tokens that make a lot of money is having this charismatic founder. Doesn't matter if he's a turbo dork or a, a Chad or anything. It's having a, a founder that's there and is streaming and is still active within the community. This is why something I think, like um, even though it's a hex stream, it's something like a Charles Hobson. even though I, like people find him every dry and stuff, the guy hasn't left. He's he's car- he's very passionate about what he's doing, and people follow him, right? So having a having a community and then having the having that founder is really an X factor for like gains, right? Outside of that, like what Hex does is trying to make these multiples and these returns for people, and and we're all playing a. a kind of a game with, we're playing sort of a positive feedback loop of a game, a positive sum game that we're all trying to play is that, you know, we, we buy Hex, we stake it out, and then we're, we're with each other. And because of this kind of special property of Hex, of being the average person who's in Hex, who, um, the average stake link, so the people who really care deeply about Hex are staked out for seven plus years. So you have this kind of magic thing where like, typically what happens is you enter a cryptocurrency in the beginning of a cycle, like now, Two years from now, it pumps like crazy. You sell it and then you fuck off with your money if you win. And what happens is a lot of people lose so badly. And what ends up happening is that there isn't enough kumbaya and enough YouTubers and enough things to kind of spark that thing back, and that community dies. But here's kind of the cool thing with because of this whole seven year lockup that Hex has, because uh, uh, of vol- voluntarily seven-year lockup because of abuse of abuse of hex how hex is it, what ends up happening is that people can because people fade in and out it happens right you have people that are oh they were really active in the beginning fuck off for a year two years come back like hey what's going on you guys because of that lockup period it they're sort of like a, it brings people back into the fold a little bit like because what'll happen is like they'll, they'll, they'll maybe forget to buy hex in the bottom or something like that, and then like oh dude i have coins coming out oh shit let's see what's going on it, it's that ability to like get people back in reel them back in from decisions that they did in the past. What if you actually look at crypto over the long term, people the people who got really like l- l- there's a study that I always bring up for Fidelity, right? There's a really important study for Fidelity. What 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 happens is this. The most successful tra- the most successful traders, the most successful investors in all of Fidelity are people who died. <laughs> so let me explain. So the, they say the highest returns that people usually get is usually well, in, in portfolios and stuff like that is usually um, people who've died, who nobody knows they've died yet. So they're on. So what happens is somebody dies, they don't move their assets they keep it there for a long time. And then like, oh, wow, these guys are in massive returns. And why is that? Because they're, they've left and hodled over for a long period of time. So um, one of the biggest things that happened is a lot of people, like a lot of you guys right now are pretty rich in crypto right now. It doesn't feel like it, but imagine Ethereum is still around or hex is still around in the next five, 10 years. And. You just left your tokens alone. You came back after a long time. You what would end up happening is you would be very, you'd be very wealthy. You would have a lot of money. It's very possible in five years, Ethereum could be twenty five thousand dollars plus. Five, six, seven, eight years from now, if it's still numbered, if it's still the second largest cryptocurrency in the world, a Bitcoin one day could just be chilling at like. $180,000 and we're like all sad and shit like oh man we were it was a 680,000 and now we're at $180,000 Bitcoin man we're fucking wrecked plebs we're right now it's 21,000 and at one point it was a dollar right and this is kind of the power of hodling but you have to hold assets that survive. And have that ability. This is why I. This is why I keep coming back to the, the 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 box. Why it's so fucking important that you figure out like tokens that have the ability to not just make a lot of money in the bull market, but fucking survive the bear market. That's the power to. Because that's where you can really make this this crazy wealth. Because you can build up these sort of like tokens, and in this this sort of like this giant bag, and then from there you can then explore out for the new the new coins to get the fast gains. But then over that period of time, you have this nice wealth of money and stakes and stuff in order to draw upon in order to like do other things with your life and that's the power and the beautiful thing of it now and thank you so much for the super chat man i appreciate it. i'll answer the super chats in a bit but uh hit the like button you guys only 171 people liking the ch- there's over 323 people watching the live viewing the channel right now and there's only 171 shame haram haram you guys i'm trying to teach you guys about hex and money man Yo, this cold brew is good, man. Dang. Ching. Okay, so so that that is basically the the so the first point, right? Who's the founder? Who's the who's the founder? Who's the team? Community. What does it do? It basically tries to go up into the right, but it's basically Bitcoin with proof with, with not proof of work, but with staking basically, with time-weighted staking and stuff like that, and then um ultimate custody. That's what it is. And what it does is but it pays interest out so basically because so few pe- because so few people uh stake the tokens in terms of the total supply of tokens right so you have you have a very large wallet you something called the o a right which is the um the founder wallet right, and it holds eighty plus percent of the supply and because only a certain percentage i would say probably thirty forty percent of the of, of hexacans or hex people are actually staking, you end up having a very large amount of that, that 3.69% of inflation ends up getting distributed out to an average yield of, I think, what is it? I think it was like 28% yield, 28% yield out per year. Pretty decent yield over time and stuff, and then Hex has been running since twenty nineteen. It's twenty twenty three, so it's been running for three years and some change. So it's one of the oldest. It, this is, actually, people don't even think think about this. Hex is one of the oldest, one of the oldest tokens actually in crypto. One of the oldest. Ethereum, Ethereum, I think it was what, it was like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, twenty nineteen for Hex, and then. I mean it's 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 a very it's actually it's actually very uh very strange. It's a very strange sort of token that it's actually been around so long as well. Makes it very interesting. Now um the fourth point, right? Which is major investors. It's major investors are basically normal people. This is why it was such an interesting sort of like launch. It launched with kind of with a fair launch, it, it allowed everyone to get in. It was a year-long sort of process where basically a little bit of tokens were distributed to everybody every single day depending on how much Ethereum they ended up using to buy HEX. And because of this, uh, you ended up getting a lot of normal people, getting in mostly, and of course there were some secret whales, of course, but you you more or less got a very... Um, even dispersal of tokens that so in the crypto space generally it isn't very it it actually is very unlikely that you'll ever kind of be in the beginning of a project you typically will find out about it once it's already starting to get hyped up or it's already off its bottom this is why it made hex very different is that it was pretty much a a truly DeFi project that was distributed out pretty fairly to people depending on their belief in the system. And it was allowed, and it allowed people to get in from the beginning for a full fucking year, from December second of two thousand nineteen to basically um, December first or second of twenty twenty. And because of that, that 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 allowed a lot of people to kind of get into the beginning of it of hex and stuff. Allowed it to stake it and stuff, and it it it's kind of perpetuated this really cool system. So it was it's a very unique sort of system. It's 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 a very community led sort of community. So it's like it's kind of leaning double on community versus VCs. Now there's there's nothing wrong with having a, v, a token that does have VCs, but it does change the sort of flavor of it. So the, just because of these parameters and the ability, like it was so rare. Like let me tell you this, back in twenty nineteen, it was so rare to get to get into the beginning of a project. I I had been in crypto since like twenty sixteen. I literally had never had never been able to get in the ground floor of a project outside of like i just got i would like oh i got in within a month or two of it launching but like i never got into something before it even launched and knew like oh fuck it's coming out like just watching this because like um richard had been pretty much um talking about hex since like 2018 basically 20 uh tw- basically early 2018 about to come with a token and then eventually um it birthed out in 2019 and um being a part of that, it was really powerful and it looked, it looked like it showed up. So you, you that's kind of the power. So it took, it took an entire bear market to get it launched and launched at the bottom of a bear market. And then it just, it was the probably, uh, I would probably say it was probably the third or second highest appreciating asset in all of the cryptocurrency. It, it was for a long time until we had right at the tail end, we had um, SHIB kind of launch and just do these crazy Xs and stuff, but it came down. But, um you kind of had this huge amount of percentage gains 10,000x's and people forget that that's kind of possible to earn that much like returns on capital and stuff like that. Um Bitcoin did it, Ethereum did it and hex is currently doing it and still doing it. Yeah, VC investments are also so rare. Yeah. You have you, you sometimes have to get into very special groups. Shout out to Citadel baby. Um what probably one of the only other groups in all of cryptocurrency where you can actually um you can actually um you know, get into some of these early projects and stuff and have a chance to be in in the ground floor and stuff like that. So definitely join up to the Citadel, you guys, man. It is, it is like, I can't talk too much about what's going on, but some, we, we do fight clubs in there and it's, it's the only, it's pretty much one of the only places where a normal person can possibly get access to, to get into early things. It's a wait. But I think it's worth it's worth like the hex weight was really worth it, and I think um, a lot of the stuff that that gets done in the Citadel is also worth the weight as well. So shout out to you, man. Um, so what's going on? Oh my God, Sasha! Oh, that's fucking hilarious. So Sasha just uh, super chatted me twice. He was like, "I'm sorry, man. I, I super chatted you once for ten dollars, but that was pathetic. So I, I doubled the super chat just because I was." Path- <laughs> Hey, shout out to you, man. I'll definitely get your question, man. I'll definitely get your question, man. Uh, what, let's see what it was. Thank you for your constant program on Rolo show. Oh, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. Oh, man, me and Rolo are good buddies, man. I, I like Rolo a lot. Um, um well, you would be surprised how much of like the red pill philosophy really can apply to crypto as well and that I, I think if if there is one thing that i'm really trying to push out there besides self custody and kind of learning how to really be a, D, a a defi a true user of crypto it is pushing this kind of red pill philosophy into the crypto space because there's a lot of beta cucks in the um in the cryptocurrency space. And I would say generally in the, in the um, tech space. So we know we need to sort of push this more of a masculine frame within the, within the entire, um, I would say the money space, as well as the, um, technology space because man i have seen some simp in you guys in the hex community that i'll talk about i'm a little mad there's some haram right here i'm very irritated with some stuff but we'll get to that a little bit later in the stream but there there's there's a reason i've been trying to push the whole the whole red pill idea because it's i think it's a very healthy and very strong sort of thing for a lot because basically if we're just being for real it's a 99 percent males In crypto and a lot of men are being taken advantage of and i think this red pill sort of thing is is very healthy and it's a good defense mechanism to keep a man on his purpose and keep him in a straight and narrow in order to achieve his goals and then be able to you know have a family one day or whatever goals they end up like or they want to go full heathenistic and have a bunch of bitches hey it just is what it is right but um yikes on some of that stuff now those are kind of the four points, and this is kind of why I think Hex is really a special token. Now, because of this, right? It, besides, besides sort of Hex, Hex is sort of, was sort of an anomaly. It was sort of like an RC20 token that did extremely well, but that, it did really well because of what? Big community, cool leader, viral leader. Okay, boom, did really well. But if we look at the, 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 the space, right? The, the next best performing tokens were something called L1 tokens, where basically, screw you guys, I'm making my own Ethereum. So you had a lot of things like Avalanche, Solana, even though they, they fucking crashed, a lot of them have crashed and burned, Phantom, like you had these, these, these other tokens which are basically their versions of Ethereum have done extremely well in price and, and Hex is creating one. So you can imagine this, charismatic leader with a, big, with a big following, big community with a bunch of YouTubers as well as its growing population, taking all that and then creating their own Ethereum. Could you imagine what could possibly happen? With their, own, with their own version of an Ethereum. It's interesting. I'm willing to take a bet on that. I'm willing to take a big bet on that. Even if it's a fucking complete dud or whatever. I, I, you know, I don't think it will. But like, as an example. Like, it is, like, if, if, if there's smoke here. There's a fuck ton of smoke. It is 420 blazed in here. It is hotboxed in here. In terms of like the possibility of what that could possibly do. Imagine. Most other L1s are horrible at marketing, man. Outside of when some gigantic whales finally come in to really pump up the price and stuff like that, and, it, and price ends up like really getting people into the ecosystem and stuff, they're terrible at holding on to those people. Now, right now we're at the bottom of a bear market. We still we have three hundred plus people watching us right now. Most YouTubers are barely are, are lucky to get twenty. Now, the Hex community is, is is a very active, powerful community, and because of that they're they're the community that's held the most amount of their community from leaving. Believe it or not, even though the price is down right now, trust me, when I when I say if you look at other communities, it's they're dead in the water right now. And this <coughs> this very large amount of people if they're going to launch an L1, it's going to be it's very like it, it basically because of how much people there is and how and how passionate they are about their L1 and their pulse chain, it is going to be the, pretty much the most successful L1 to ever launch. Now, will it supersede Ethereum? No. Outside of Ethereum, just completely fucking shitting the bed. But it's going to be basically either, if it's not going to be the second largest L1, or the the second the biggest L1 besides Ethereum, it will be the second. So we're talking about it's going to be one of the most used L1 in all of cryptocurrency. Off the jump, and then on top of that, because of how resilient the Hex community is, because that's the backbone of the Pulse Chain community, right? Because it's it's mostly hexagons in it. You can get this virality effect, and because of the sacrifice that was done, um, the the uh, basically the allowing of people to get into the project before it launches and stuff like that. You actually this time around, so many mi- so there was so much fucking detractors. So when Hex launched, there were so many fucking haters, right? That a ton of people missed on Hex. Then they saw the hexagons make a shit ton of money. flex baby, you know, buying, doing yachts, buying supercars, having fun, buying, buying Rolexes, doing all kinds of cool shit that a lot of other people in other ecosystems were mad jealous. Fuck those guys, man. Oh, I'm so mad I missed. Secretly, they were pissed off that, like, how right Richard Hart was, how much money the hexagons made, how much fun everyone's having. Like, you want to know something? In the bottom of the bear market, these third largest conference. In all of crypto, was the Hex conference that happened in, here in Las Vegas? It was the largest single coin one. Outside of that, what Bitcoin Miami and Consensus were the only other larger ones. So imagine an RC twenty tokens having a conference that's that's on par with entire L ones or entire like mar- entire systems. That's how gigantic it was. Shish, Right, and because of that. Because of that, right? Because of all those people and all the, and all those people getting jealous about missing onto the gains, they're like Richard Hart started doing the tours, right? He started going on to uh, BitBoy and he started going on to um, Ivan Ontech. shout out to Ontech. These guys are cool peeps and stuff like that, and going to a lot of other channels. Um they saw the gains. They were like, like, uh, they, even if they don't like him, they were like, fucker was right. And he was calling the tops on crypto and BTC. And he was doing this. And he, was, he said he was going to get 10,000 X on the token. And he did it. Said, I don't like this guy, but he keeps fucking winning. What am I going to do? And then the jealousy builds up. And the jealousy goes like, man, these fuckers are getting rich. And like, fuck, I was wrong. But like, oh, I'm late now. Ugh. Then Pulse Chain is like, hey, I'm making an L1. Well, I know the L1. L1s usually make a lot of money. Let me jump into it. So this time around, a lot of money, a lot of people got into this one, even more than Hex, even in terms of how big Hex was comparative, like PulseX and Pulse Chain were so much larger in terms of how many people got in. This is why like it's, it was probably the single biggest one. It was probably one of the biggest, like L1, like um, normal DeFi people trying to get into L1s. This is why when it comes out, it's going to do, it's going to be a fucking smash hit. Just it's so many people are paying attention. Now, the reason people are mad right now is because obviously it, they thought it was going to come out a little bit earlier. But you got to understand, like most L1s, it's a very quiet sort of thing. And then usually then from there, the powers that be in big whales. They pump it up. And then from there, then people find out about it. That's why people miss the bottom of it because it's very... In most L1s, when they launch, it's very inorganic for the most part. You don't find out about it. With this one, it's a gigantic one, a big track record, a big community. And when it launches... Boom. It's going to it's going to fucking hit fire. Does that does that mean that it's not going to fucking have a giant crash at some point? Fucking 100%, bro. We're we're going to launch, we're going to go like this up into the right and then at some point it tops for a second and then we just giga crash 90%, 80% down. Promise you. But because of that, because of that, right? There's chan- the beautiful thing of Hex is that Hex usually goes up really high and then it crashes real low you're able to buy back in and then you're able, we, we keep making higher lows, right? This is kind of the beautiful thing. Because because of this L1 and sort of thing and like in the building of the whole ecosystem, it, you know, I think it's gonna be a hitter, man. You must respect the pump. That's right. Respect the pump. Now, um, because it's an L1, it's a lot easier for people to understand. Oh, they're trying to make their own aversion. It's, it's really fucked up. So there, there's a lot of like, There's there's a lot of people just started doing copium and just not and trying to like um well not copium, but like basically they're trying their bet they're they're like they like they didn't a lot of people didn't understand hex and was like, eh, it's kind of a weird concept and stuff, but it worked out really well. And they're like, damn, this community worked out. But I an Ethereum clone or like their version of Ethereum, I get that. That's like Avalanche, that's like Solana, right? And because of that, people are willing to take that shot on it, and it, it's going. To, why that's so powerful is it's it's going to bring in so many new people more people into the ecosystem. And on top of that, what happens if these people join the ecosystem? They end up catching the 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 the, the um I would say the um. I would say they would end up catching sort of the um. The comp- the not com what do you would call it, Travis? It's like the um not the ethos but it's like the um oh my god you know it's like companies always say this shit It's so stupid it's like the uh com- the company mo- not the company model but what it was slogan no 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 it's like the uh mission statement uh, mission sta- yeah sort of they they pick up they pick up the whole mission statement. they pick up the whole flavor of the community and it's what's going to happen is if all these people come in people start making money culture Col- there fucking there we go culture man I'm, I'm so the against flavor of the community. community. I don't know, man. Shit. It's getting late, <laughs> man. But they, they, they pick up, they pick up this whole, this whole sort of thing to it. Right. What, in, what ends up happening, the culture, right. Is that it's going to end up creating more YouTubers and more streamers and stuff like that. And this can hit this virality. This is what I'm saying. It's just, it has the ability to just keep going like this, expanding out because of this large. And then more people, YouTube this time around, it's not going to be ignored. When it comes out, we are going to have a a large amount of YouTubers talking about, um, mainstream YouTubers talking about it or begrudgingly talking about it because they cannot ignore it, and that's the power of it this time around. So basically, we built we built an extremely strong base. This time, it goes a little more viral, and because of how the strong base of how they are, this culture will leak into the rest of the communities, and then this will cause a fucking fervor of YouTubers, podcasters guys who make medium articles, guys who fucking tweet all day, and um, guys who are on Instagram, it can expand out very substantially, and I believe it's going to be one of the highest appreciating assets as an L1 as well. I'm talking about Hex, I'm talking about the whole ecosystem. Now, this is a classic example that I use all the time, the Thanos gauntlet, the Infinity Stones, right? So, in terms of what Richard Hart is creating, right? He's creating what? Hex, Pulse Chain, Pulse Hex, um, Hex, the incentive token, and a MetaMask token. So basically, in, um, we, we're going from a one token system Hex to a, a six token system, right? And this is kind of a very this is kind of like a very interesting sort of thing that's happened. So we're going from sort of maximalism, um, sort of community where it's it's kind of focused on one token to now it's focused across six tokens, and so it's gone from a a um it's it's gone from a religion of like one god over to like a pantheon of gods, effectively. And because because of this, right, um, this this allows a lot more different type of of. Of, I would say uh, different types of investors. You have more traditional investors. You have more L one guys. You have like more yield farmer dudes. You have um, these other supplements and stuff like that. And then on top of that, right, you have these other tokens. What I would call, I call them holy trinity. So they're tokens. So these are tokens directly created by Richard Hart, and that that Richard approves and stuff, and everyone. And they're generally pretty safe. Then you have tokens that are like supplementary tokens in the ecosystem, which I call like holy trinities or like thing or tokens that are kind of like positively trying to help hex, which are things like the, um, I would call it the Maximus poly tokens, um, Hedron. Um, I don't know. There, the, there's a couple other ones and stuff like that, but in terms of like, th- like there's these good, there's these tokens that basically are complements to hex pulse chain and stuff. Um, I would call, um, probably a famous, um, yeah, famous fiat and a couple other things. Um, um, a, um, NFT platforms and stuff like that, and everything like that. Like you, ha- you have quite a lot of other ecosystem tokens. So you have this whole thing where you built out the main ecosystem tokens, which are safe and Richard likes. And on top of that, you have you have these other kind of like um, symbiotic tokens that are helping these other tokens survive and stuff and create this uh, this other hype and stuff, which is really cool. Then you have also negative tokens, which are meme these kind of meme tokens and kind of like negative sort of tokens on the ecosystem. But it's the gambling that people want and stuff like that. So and you can't really avoid. So you're going to get a lot of good with a lot of bad, but that's an L1 for you. And on top of that, because it's an L1, you are going to get people coming in trying to make their claim in the whole ecosystem. But it's a very interesting sort of thing because Richard Hart is still there. The money will always concentrate kind of on those tokens, but it does not mean that you can't have success of your products very good. It's really cool. <laughs> Motherboard. <laughs> Pretty interesting. So... So from there right um that is basically kind of like the whole like sort of thing where like wh- why what's so that that's kind of like all the ecosystem tokens that's like what's going on so we're, from one token we're getting the birth of over 6 plus tokens and then on top of that airdrops and all this stuff it it, it is it is quite like this is why I'm so bullish on it because even if it takes another year now I'm going to go over timeline of how things will launch okay so i personally think we're going to get v3 testnet on valentine's day of this year so in february it could lag out some time in march but personally i think we'll have the v, we'll have v3 coming out within the next month or so pretty cool that's within that time frame um what but miguel what's v3 basically it's just a giant test net for people to really just play around just um and make sure that they they kind of check out all the bugs, and then the bugs are kind of uh, noted down, like, oh, here's, uh, this isn't working, this is working, let's improve this, and then things are kind of improved in the background, and then the final product is ready to launch, and then they, it, it fully implements and launches. So basically, you need this kind of uh, V3 thing in order to kind of launch the project and then launch, but it could very much well um, launch without it, but more than likely, we're gonna get a V3 launch of, of the testnet, and then from there, we're gonna get the real launch of Pulse Chain now in terms of the timeline we are going to have v3 testnet snapshot pulse chain launch and then the launch of these these other kind of ecosystem tokens uh mintra uh, nft platform uh, fiat um, fiat which is their um, their um, ave ave and stuff like that uh you're going to get the liquid loans which is basically their version of a stable which is going to be probably the main stable coin for hex um, or the Hex and the Pulse Chain ecosystem, you're going to get a lot of things launching about a month or two after the whole Pulse Chain main launch and stuff like that. So you have you have quite a lot of like different sort of things in the first phase of it when it once it launches. And I believe all this will launch uh, within this year. Now, in terms of when I now these now these are my own sort of guesstimations. Um I made previous guesses at what was going to happen in the past, and I think they were correct. But what I, you had sort of like um, secondary sort of factors happen in the macro space. So you had um, – now, I'm just going to be really brutal. I'm going to be honest. I think what happened, obviously, this is my opinion. Now, maybe Richard will probably say, no, that's total bullshit. But that's what I believe. It's, I I believe this is what really happened. And you could fight me on this if you want. I don't give a fuck. But this is what I I really believe that happened. So – I believe PulseChain was going to launch last May in um, 2022 in May. And what ended up happening is um, so Richard called the top on, on BTC at $64,000 in the summer of 2021. What he didn't expect is to it, to repump up to $69,000. Right. And I think what ended up happening is that as it was crashing back down, I personally think now I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but as was what I, this is my fanfic here <laughs> of what I think w- what happened is that I think that he thought that it's possible he could have repumped a third time. So he was like, well, at the, so I, you have to you have to understand he's what post chain is, is a system state copy of Ethereum. So at the time, Ethereum was proof of work, not proof of stake. And when that was, so when that happened, right? Um, when that happened, um, I think Pulse Chain, the test nets were all done. It was ready to go. It was done. It, it could have been more perfect, sure, but they were going to launch it. I think what happened was around eight, around I would say March, April. He was they were getting ready to launch it because it looked like it looked like it was about to go like this. And then what ended up happening is that we started getting pr- the pr- uh, the the charts started saying, "Oh fuck, it's going to go down." And Richard ended up saying, let's, in the background, I think he said, fuck, when we can't launch this, with, like, it, you want to launch with wind at your back, right? You want to watch either stable waters or us starting to go back up slightly, right? You don't want to fight against, it's like fighting against the Fed, right? You don't win, right? You, gotta, you, gotta, you, you can't fight against the, 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 um, the current, right? So he, it was looking for a while if you remember in early 2022, that the price was going to start, it was looking like we were actually bottoming a little bit and we were going to go back up. So it was very possible. Maybe we, instead of, instead of the bottom, instead of like, um, we, so we went 64, 64, 69. It's very possible. We, maybe we may have gone to 78 or $81,000 Bitcoin. And then that was the third top. And then that was a top. So it's very likely that we, um, if it did do that, we would have launched in the middle of the summer. And I think that was the original plan. Now, what happened was we got a bunch of black swans. <laughs> so we had, we had the rugging of FTX. Oh uh, no! So, so I guess I guess let's start let's, let's start the whole tapestry over. So in twenty twenty two, what a fucking year, bro! Oh my god, that was our twenty eighteen, you guys. So shout out to you guys. That was one of the toughest. Shout out, you know, hit up Pepe for all the people who survived twenty twenty two. Man, that was one of the shittiest years ever in crypto. Man, I mean. 2018 28 so 2017 was our bull market for for um, for the last cycle last slide two cycles ago 2018 was just a boring year it wasn't a bunch of rugs it was just like uh boring nothing going on there was no defi you couldn't do shit there was no uniswap there was no hex all you could do was just buy and send coins you could our wallets barely worked there was no borrowing and lend there was nothing you guys no yield for, it was a boring crypto was boring in 2017 you guys <laughs> Before, before 2020, there was, it was, crypto was fucking, damn near useless. All you could do is buy and, it's still revolutionary, but all you could do was just send stuff like this. That's it. And you're using centralized exchanges to like leverage trade. Now... Even even in this fucking horrible bear market, it is still the most interesting time ever. I can borrow and lend my assets on Ave. I can fucking uniswap trade, decentralized, 24-7, 365. It doesn't matter what the fuck is going on in this planet. Ethereum works. I can fucking go on synthetics and lend my synthetics out Yield farm on synthetics i can i can take my i can take my coins that are on ethereum moving to avalanche then move it to solana then move it to fucking phantom and then go on to Pulse chain and some like the amount of stuff that we can do now is un fucking believable the yield farming and then on top of that the birth of game you can actually play games on chain the amount of investment coming dudes the amount of stuff going on right now is incredible 2018 was a boring boring time it was just a gr- it was just like price down. Oh, oh price down. Oh, oh fuck. Oh uh more more Ethereum projects. So you had all their money in Ethereum because Ethereum price is going down. Now they have less money and they got to fire more people. Oh, fuck, oh it was just like it was just horrible. And then you had the fucking those cunt bags from EOS just massively dumping Ethereum to buy Bitcoin and and then crash the price of Ethereum to fucking eighty dollars. Trying to bankrupt Ethereum or whatever. Didn't work. Haha. But because of that, right? This was the most interesting time ever, but because of this ability to do so many things, you had a lot of people levered out and doing all kinds of kind of degenerate sort of things, as well as you you had more centralized entities holding onto more people's crypto. So you had these black swan events. So you had three AC, which is three arrows capital. I, I do like the, I do like that. I just want to put it out there. I do like the three arrow capital. I think the really smart guys, I think what ended up happening is that they got, they got a little too, they got too, too levered out and they lost, right? And, um, I'll hold out for, I mean, I'll probably do some show eventually on, on three hours capital and stuff and really go into it. I do. I do like, I generally do like the guys from three hours capital because no matter what you thought about them, they were long crypto. These guys were degenerate motherfuckers, but they believed in crypto. They were buying crypto coins. They were longing. They were very, they were very not trying. They wouldn't just take the coins and just dump them all. They were really long-term bullish on crypto. Unlike Alamina Research, which is FTF, fuck those cunts. And I've said this, I was very public on not trusting that that organization from the jump. But from that right, you had the A3AC go down because everyone trusted them because they were like the defi, they were like the golden kid, the golden boys, basically. Like these guys are like defi guys. They're smart. They made billions of dollars. They play chess. You know, super smart. They're in Singapore. Oh, my God. They're so – They're they, you know, I don't know what's up. with people. people really, really trust people to play chess for some fucking stupid reason. I don't know why. But, um, you know, like um, these guys play chess. They do all these things. They're doing quant information. They're long. They have billions of dollars in assets because of this built of trust. They were able to go into any DeFi protocol and basically get a blank check with very little – so because they were the golden boys, they were able to go onto – hey, um, – FTX, lend me money, okay. Yo, hey, um, Voyager, lend me money. Okay, hey, Celsius, lend me money. Yo, yo, lend me money. They were able to get billions of dollars of, of assets to go long. Okay, that's one thing. But from there, here's a fucked up thing. It's that these big players Stole money from their own people to lend to FT, to lend to Three euros Capital. That was the fuck. That was a real fuck up. Now, there's one thing: if they're gambling their own money and they lo- they lost it, oh well, well stupid, right? But then they they're like it, because things are so crazy, they're like, oh these fuck these golden boys are making so much money, yo. Let's let's steal some of our people's money and give it to these guys because they're going to win hundred percent, bros. Let's see chess players that use the game, but politics as well, yeah, somewhat, but they still end up taking L's. So, I mean, let's just, let's just not, I mean, the thing, the thing about chess, even though it is player versus player, you also forget that there's multi, so it's, it's not just, it's like, I mean, shit. I mean, it, you got to remember that it's a battlefield. It's not just you versus one person. It is you between, it could be multiple players. It could be an entire dungeon. Like, think of it as like a World of Warcraft raid, realistically. You're on a sort of a team here. You're, maybe you have a team of five people, but you're up against 40 fucking motherfuckers. And as soon as they notice you, you can get ganked from the back by a lot of people. The hyenas come after you, right? But I mean, yeah. But chess is cool. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not shitting on chess, but like, I think it's important. But like, uh, I think that's maybe the main weakness is maybe it makes you two just one focused on on the player one versus one player when you actually could eject from the back from multiple angles. So may, maybe maybe focusing on some 40 like multi multi uh, player PVP sort of shit might be better. But who knows? But um, now um, because now that was the one fuck up now where three a c was lying profusely lying about like oh I have this many assets you have this and this so there there was some fuck shit there but but what the fuck were the lenders doing lending money from their fucking users that's the fuck that the real fuck up here okay a fuck a fucking uh a hedge fund trying to go super long that can blow up that's not that's not crazy that's that's kind of normal if you think about it a le- a fucking a Voyager lending out assets to to an entity that they don't. So it's like we have a we have a, uh, I have two hundred million dollars in my ass uh, in terms of my company's assets, but I'm gonna borrow half a billion for my ad customer funds. They won't notice because like the bull market still continuing. It's still early. That's the that's the fuck up there, right? And so because of this, they blew up, fuck all their coins went to zero. The market started crashing back down. Um, Because of their them imploding it started it started this kind of bank run and people getting really scared and then people started pulling money out of Luna and, and Then the Luna peg broke and then that and then because so many people had so much money in that ecosystem Then what happened is a bunch of a bunch of normal retail guys and big institutional guys lost a bunch of money They started pulling money from all other other places and this caused an entire DeFi crypto bank run and then this money disappeared then this money disappeared. And then so they were trying to make their money back on the other stuff by pulling all these assets out of these centralized entities. Then they started like not having the money to give everyone their money back because it wasn't there because they lent it out and it got destroyed. And then boom, and it causes negative feedback loop. And so it basically – we had from probably i say April to like, oh my god, until like damn near August. It was nothing but like l like I remember it was like a, a a three or four weeks It was like the worst news ever It was like. Just bad news, bad news, bad news, bad bad news, bad news. Oh fuck! Oh my god! Like a uh, three arrows, arrows down. Oh shit! Luna collapsed. What the fuck? Oh my god! Um, um, Voyagers down. Oh what the fuck? Celsius going bankrupt. What Gemini? Or what a uh, digital currency? What like it was, it was like you were just massively getting attacked from all areas. It was it was fucking insane. Like I have been in crypto since twenty six. I've never seen anything like that. That was the wildest shit I've ever seen the absolute wildest and then on top of that, the ftx one at the end there oh huh, oh huh, huh. the golden boy the high elf the dark elves and if you want to know more about that i did an entire if you go on my youtube channel i did an entire breakdown of the ftx scandal with rollo tomasi and charlie um that were there with me in, in chat and stuff like it it was beautiful definitely go on my channel go on live and it's in there you guys it is um you'll be like it's everything you need to know and it goes it's dark dude it's dark deep and it goes into politics like ftx was an entire scam that the democratic party were using to fund their their campaigns and stuff like that and, and there was there was also some hush money too for the for the republicans as well but it was mostly a democrat led thing in order to discredit crypto and as well as like put themselves in a point where they sandbox the entire industry. So even though it was like a terrible thing that FTX fucking crashed, I think overall, it was it's it was probably like, if, FT, if FTX did not collapse, we were heading into a multiverse where we were going to be sandboxed in. So it was like, imagine the wild west was gonna have all this razor wire put in between us because what Sam Bankman-Fried was trying to do in the crypto space, He what he was truly trying to do, he was trying to monopolize the crypto space, make get rid of DeFi and make all DeFi and all transactions on exchanges. So Coinbase, now obviously Coinbase basically was in the party just because it was the biggest, but basically Coinbase and FTX were basically going to monopolize all of crypto in the United States, and it was all going to be sandboxed within their apps, and you had to use them. So it would have took the whole U.S. market, and then probably from there started this chain reaction of all international exchanges controlling the DeFi space. So it basically would have been started make, started the process of making controlling your own crypto illegal and having to do the system. Basically, it was gonna boomerize the system like it was in the past in the stock system, which is so fucking dangerous. And because of the implosion, even though it's bad and it's sent us down way further than we should have and it's it's painful, it actually has has like started a knee-jerk reaction in the crypto space for self-custody. And we've had the birth of things like uh, GMX, which is on-chain trading. So we've had a, a sort of like a, a lot more of the resilient people in crypto lean more towards doing stuff on-chain and the advancement of cryptocurrency. And I think single this event was actually extremely good for the system and is probably going to keep us having a really good g- free market for at least a little bit longer. Even though there's regulation coming, it won't be the terrible regulation that, they, that was going to be imposed on us by FTX and these fucking dirty high elves happy i'm seeing some i'm seeing some people in the chat right now saying some stuff now i'm just not seeing the money in the gains here bro but like at the same time like the same people shitting on the chat were the same people that were like ftx bro oh my god luna oh like like this is the this is the sort of shit man like a lot of people in the crypto space are like tradfi crypto guys they're not real DeFi users like it's it's these fucking like beta boy fucking stock motherfuckers coming in like oh my god you know this this is why also too the ftx thing hurt crypto so bad it was a bunch of fucking dodo now you have to understand the culture you see the little pepe thing i do you, didn't have to off, da, da, da. you see all the little pepe things i do and all this whole thing we're talking about the culture dry powder liquid tokens we have all these vernacular right the reason we teach us in the crypto mindset courses in the Citadel and stuff like that is because you have to understand the real culture, the meme culture, and the, the how it actually functions in, in, the, in the crypto space. You cannot take the culture of equities and go into crypto. It doesn't work because the systems are – even though they're about money, they're fundamentally different. Right? In, in stocks, right, you have sort of, you have tribalist leaders and you have corporations and you have like these sort of, at the end of the day, it's, it's about companies, right? Over here, you, it's, it's more of like tribalism. It was, it's basically like, I, w- I would say it's, cur- it's currencies mixed in with religion and money is what crypto is. And then you are starting to get now sort of busy- taking those three aspects and then adding the company side to it, which is happening right now. And this is why you're getting sort of things like Alluvium, which have a business model, but also have a cryptocurrency. And you're, so you're, instead of having just a, a two or three pong system, you're having like a four, a four-legged sort of like, a sort of system that's coming out and stuff. And I plan, and I plan to really teach this stuff in the next crypto mindset course. I'm, I, that's actually one of the things I'm actually, um, I'm building an entire webinar on this of teaching of like um, the difference between equities and stocks and stuff, because I think this is really misunderstood. And so these TradFi guys, look, look, the average person, when, well like the, let me tell you this. This is why it's so beautiful about hacks, right? Everyone's trying to make money. I Just had that honesty is a breath of fresh air. Now, let me tell you this right now. Most people, they, 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 they're getting, they're getting they're, people are trying to get famous for two reasons and two reasons only for the most part. There is some weirdos out there, but typically 99.999999 German nine, you know, shout out Kanye, nine um, reasons why they're trying to uh, get famous is pussy and money. And probably both at the same time. That's the real two reasons, pussy and money. Okay. And people want to now. people want, and what, and what fame really is, is just status. Once I have status, then like girls like me. And then, then from there, they try to focus on money side, right? Now, those are the two things that people try to, when they try to get famous or really well-known now, maybe in the beginning it was, it was mostly about the money side or like there's some people that are just trying to get famous because it comes to the money, but then there's like a side benefit, which is the coochie, right? And, but from that point, right? A lot of famous people, that are like, like endorsers and stuff. Like I'm not trying to shit on Tom Brady and stuff like that, but like, let's something like Tom Brady, right. As an example, because like, he's like Uber famous, right. And very good at his field and all that stuff. Right. Well, uh, let's just take him in like, Katy Perry or some of these other artists and stuff, right. People are trying to like, how can I leverage my fame for money? Hmm. And so uh, that's why a lot of people in the 2017 market leaned super, super, super into ICOs. Fuck. Oh my God. The government's coming after me. Fuck. How can I make money in crypto now? Oh, I know, I know. I come with my own NFT. Yeah, there we go. And now they're now some of them are getting come out. Now some of them are, that was a little more murkier, but people are starting to come after the NFT people because it's like there's no there's no use case for it. Fuck. So the next grift is probably going to be in. Um, it was it was endorsing these kind of exchanges. Next is probably I would imagine it's probably leaning into crypto and maybe gaming companies and some other stuff. It hasn't happened yet, but it's starting to a little bit, right? You always have to look at like okay, how the is going to make their money because they're selling influence, right? Now, that is kind of like what's going on there with like that. So now you have guys from the stock world, right? Which are very highly threatened by crypto, highly threatened by crypto. So imagine you have a stock YouTuber. How the fuck are you going to, how are you going to compare to the returns you make in crypto? It can't work. Bro, this year, if you bought the bottom, bro, me and Charlie, I can't think of another YouTuber out here. I really cannot. That was telling you to buy. I cannot think. I literally can't think of a single one that was telling you to buy. Up until maybe like, um, I almost said Bob Lazar, sorry. Bob Lucas just recently said he like, he's, like buy $17,000. Me and Charlie were telling people to buy sub 1000 Fresh and Fit bought. The whole Red Pill bot. Rolo bot. I mean, we, we got people to buy sub $1,000 Ethereum and stuff like that. We're on almost a damn 2X right now. At the bottom of bear, stocks are still down crazy from 2021. The amount of returns you can make crypto are so insane that even on the safest assets you buy right now, let's look at, like you pull up the price point, uh, the prices real quick, full screen it. So on something like Ethereum, right? I'm, I'm going to Ethereum for a second, right? Just for, as an example, it's an L1, the main L1 for all of crypto and truly I, now, Maybe someone might fight me on this or whatever, but I truly believe what crypto is, is Ethereum. It's not Bitcoin to me, but I crypto Bitcoin is always our gold. It's the beginning and stuff like that. It's like, but what to me, what's crypto, it really is. And what like, what, I've, what I believe really crypt, is, it's really Ethereum because of the usability. I use it all the time. I, it, everything's kind of a derivative of that. And obviously Ethereum is a derivative of, of Bitcoin, of course, right? Because we got things from Bitcoin, but Ethereum improved upon it. Now, Ethereum, one of the safest assets in crypto. $1,500. It is very likely in two years, this is going to be six to, uh, like to $8,000 in two years. Where the fuck else in stocks can you make that much returns in two years? You, you can't. With all the inflation going on. Oh boy, man, I made 20% of my portfolio this year. 20%, bro. The inflation, like right now the, with the CPI and stuff, we have like 20, 25% inflation, bros. Right now, in a full year from now, from now and, and, and by the end of 2023, going into 2024, you have lost 20 percent of your purchasing power, and you gain 20 percent of the stock market. So you just stay, you, just, like, you just stayed flat. In crypto, you actually can gain, multi, you can get wealthier, you can climb the citadel. Wealth. We're not in this shit just to like, oh, just to get by. We're here to fucking be out of here, man. We need, to, we need to get this money so we can live our lives, have a family, do stuff. The stuff that humans are supposed to do. And we can't because wealth is being stolen from us through money printing. And a fucking six, seven, 10x is possible in the safest asset, the second safest asset in all of crypto. Can you imagine other ones? Incredible. All right, you can take it down. Yeah. Now, um, so, yeah, man, damn. That was so, that was so, that was so, I, I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the shoulder here, but damn, man, that was, (laughs) sheesh, I'm really getting into this sort of thing, man. But, um. This, this 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 is this is kind of, this is what happened, you know. So we had like such a devastating year of twenty of twenty twenty two was such a hard year that like now we're in twenty three. We're like we've gone. We, so right now where we're at in sort of the cycle is we're in twenty nineteen right now. Twenty twenty three is twenty nineteen. We are going to get the bottom, and I truly believe the bottom. Personally, I think is going to be a little bit after March, like. Right, uh, maybe like half, maybe past the Ides of March to like early April, we're probably gonna have the bottom right there, but it's it's very possible the bottom's in already. But personally, I think this market because this market is so crazy, we might have one more sort of like hit to the face, and then that's it. We're at the bottom now. Now, how does this relate to the hex price? Uh, but uh, no cap. SJ with a ten dollar. I'll answer the super chat just really quick because to do. Do you prefer uh, do you prefer Ethereum to BTC? Yes, I do. I prefer Ethereum to BTC. Do I have Bitcoin? Yes, but I prefer Ethereum much more. I think it's much more usable. I think it's going to more percentage gains and relatively safe compared to each other. Right. So whatever gains Ethereum of Bitcoin gets, Ethereum will do better slightly and more, especially how its fundamentals have changed. Now that the no cap is concerning, that means the the total supply of Ethereum is basically infinite now, but it's actually deflationary right now. So right now at the bottom of the bear market, as more transactions happen, uh, more of it gets burned away. And so whatever supply is being created, it's being burned away. So it's actually contracting. So the actual total supply of Ethereum is 120 million tokens. It's actually going down right now slightly. So as the bull market continues on and it gets even hotter and hotter and hotter and the, the way and the price goes up, um you're going to get a, even a greater contraction of supply. Where BTC technically is actually permanently it's still inflating right now. Even if it's like at a 1 uh, 1.89% inflation rate per year, um the inflation rate for Ethereum is is um smaller than that and then on top of that, where that supply goes is to hodlers that believe in Ethereum. Where on something like BTC, it's going to Bitcoin miners who have costs and have to sell Bitcoin in order to pay off electricity costs. So you have net. So the the inflation of BTC is going to net dumpers and more richer, more larger corporations and institutions where the um, the inflation rate for Ethereum is going to stakers and true believers. You see, that's the fundamental difference between proof of work and proof of stake. Is where it's going right. And this is also why B, why Hex did so well as well is that the inflation rate of a th- of hex is going to true believers not not people who are just they just buy the coin and just sell it when the price is high or whatever it's going it, like the supply over time is is getting into the hands of the true believers and that is powerful this proof of stake shit is very very strong having where the inflation goes you want if, if you're going to give inflation rewards out you want it to go to people who truly believe in the entity itself that's where you want it to go because those people, their cost of entry is just the once they paid their cost. Once they paid for the coins, there's no more cost of it. Just time, and from there they have less. They're they're very less likely or less incentivized to sell. Where where someone has to keep, pay a bunch of money to keep trying to earn money, they'll have to take profits more much more consistently, and this this brings out the supply and this pushes down the price even further. This is why just. On a on a dollar for dollar or, or token price um, sort of um, spectrum, proof of stake is better than proof of work. Now, safety wise, that's a little bit different in terms of centralization. So that that's where you can get into some semantics there. Personally, because of this, um, because of proof of work, and because um, from going from proof of work to proof of stake, Ethereum is more centralized than BTC. That is correctly true. But over the next ten years, BTC is also heading towards centralization because the rewards happening every every um, Every every four years, in twenty twenty four, it goes from one point nine, one point eight percent inflation rate. It goes down to ninety percent of a percent, point zero nine percent inflation rate per year. And what's going on is that the only people who can afford to start mining it. it, you're getting sort of the this whole thing where like it's only only nation states. Nation states, countries, and large corporations will be able to afford to mine BTC. So over the long term, the powers that be will probably eventually control BTC. Now it's not it's not happening right now, but this is something that I've, like it's worried me for a long time now. And um, you know, um, and I'm maybe I'll save that for another stream. But like BTC is heading towards centralization. Now Ethereum centralization is a little bit different. So. Ethereum centralization is because um you need 32 Ethereum, right? Which is still a decent amount of money. If you can you share my screen for 1 second. Let's go let's see what 32 Ethereum costs right now. 32 Ethereum cost and it doesn't show it. Let me just read. let me just uh, refresh this page real quick. Yeah, it's basically $50,000 to become a staker of Ethereum where you control your own coins. You're you you create the node and then you're getting your inflation from Ethereum. Cool, right? But well, what's going on is the average person doesn't have that kind of scratch. Fifty G's is still fifty G's. That's the average. That's the average income in America. Like having that handy, right? Now, if you stay in crypto long enough, you'll get that kind of cash. But, but for people coming into the space today, thirty-two Ethereum is wow, fifty thousand is dollars—a lot of money. And Q, and this is at a bear market. Imagine, imagine, like we do a ten X as an example. I know that's a lot, fifteen thousand. But let's just say a ten X, it'd be half a million dollars to be a staker of Ethereum, right? Dang, right. So this 32 Ethereum right here, right? So that already centralizes it a bit, but it does democratize it a bit. So it it allows like more upper class, more upper class uh, crypto people to essentially start earning yield. And this is cool, but what happens is the average person who holds Ethereum and stuff has like one or two or three or five Ethereum. So what they're doing is, because of people coming from the so people whatever whatever financialized um, education that they have it comes from the from the old space from the traditional space and this is about tracing the middleman so what's going on is that there's a huge amount of glut of supply in Lido which is more of a DeFi platform but it's still kind of scary that they have so much supply and the rest of it is in exchanges Coinbase Kraken Gemini uh oof Gemini um, <laughs> and uh, Binance. So you've got a concentration in these fi- in these fi- four exchanges and one DeFi protocol. You have basically 40% plus of all of Ethereum. So you have a huge amount of centralization there. And this is the main kind of gripe with the um, the Bitcoiners kind of shitting shitting on Ethereum. But it's kind of like the kettle calling, I mean, I don't know, the, the black kettle calling the black kettle black or whatever. I don't know if the, I'm, it's getting late. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's basically that um, the they're heading towards centralization as well because the, the the incentive that they give is not enough, and it's it, it, it the, the barrier to entry is just keeps going higher and higher and higher. So you're getting you're getting more larger players, and that means more centralization, which me, which means that you things could be affected somehow in the future. That's, and I will say this right now: at some point and within the next fifteen years, we are probably going to get proposals pushed out on BTC of like, hey, I know. Hey, there's Bitco- the- these are Satoshi's wallets, let's leave Satoshi's wallets alone, but there's these coins that haven't moved for the last 13 years. How about we just take this Bitcoin and put it right back on top and increase the yield? And we're not creating any more tokens, it's still 21 million, but let's do that. And watch, at some point, like it's gonna get pushed through because as it gets more and more centralized for BTC, this will become more popular because the, the amount of Bitcoin you're earning keeps going lower and lower and lower. And if the Bitcoin price doesn't shoot up kind of dramatic, it can, I think it'll still go up pretty well, but let's just say it doesn't like shoot as high as, as we think maybe just a half a million. That's it, which is still incredible. Um, it, 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 it can, it can put so much pressure on the whole industry that it'll, that that sort of thing might pass one day. Right. Now, um, now, with all that, right. We had all these, we had all these calamities happen in 2018 and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, yeah, we, we had all these, uh, we had all these calamities happen in 2018. It was very different from like the previous, the previous times in the crypto space. Um, we're in 2019 now. It's 2023, 2019. We're going to get the bottom and we're at this weird point. So we, we just recently had, um, the price of hex hit 1.8 cents, right? Prices that haven't been seen since like 2020, basically. Um, uh, maybe even early 2021 actually, but eh, whatever, 2020, 2021 basically, right? And because there's been a lot more hype talking and Richard's been talking about this and that, and there's been people talking like post chain V three is coming in right now. We've kind of hit a We've had, we've, we've, we've just, we've, we've hit a bit of a bottom now. So let's share the screen one more time. Full screen it right now. The price of hex right now is 20 is um 2.4 cents. And this 2.4 cents in terms of where I think like basically outside now there's two things. Now let's just say the bottom, we knew that let's just say, for example, let's just say the bottom of crypto wasn't in for this whole year. I think it's very, so, okay. The absolute bottom for the hex price for the absolute bottom. I'm talking bottom of the barrel. The worst fucking case in the world is 56% of a penny. Half a cent would be the absolute low for hex. And it can only hit that if we have, we, have, we have to have two factors, right? Here's the two factors. Crypto doesn't bottom until the end of like, let's just say like crypto bottoms in, in February. Um, I'm sorry, um, crypto bottoms at the end of 2023 and absolutely nothing comes out for Pulse Chain. No V3 test net, no Pulse Chain launch, zilch nada. Peak bear, that would crash us to half a penny. And when we hit half a penny, it'll be so cheap. So right now, a million hex is about twenty four thousand bucks. At half a cent, it would be five thousand for a million hex. Pretty good at those sort of prices. OGS and kind of whales and people like have been waiting a long time to get t shares. Would probably like fuck it. Let me buy a couple million. Screw it. I'll put twenty Gs in. I'll get four million. Stake out two million. Keep two million liquid out here. Right, that that nice stack that nice stack of hex at those prices will pretty much bottom hex out right there. And then we'd probably pump. So basically the bottom of hex is basically a penny, right? So probably 1.1, 1.3 cents is the absolute bottom for hex. Now you can get a wick bottom at half a cent. That would be, but, but here's, here's the kind of problem that we're kind of getting into. If, if the bottom of crypto is really close, if the bottom of crypto is really close, right? Let's just say we get another crypto crash. Boom, we get one more crash and maybe that takes HEX down to 1.3 cents, 1.1 cents. Once we bottomed out, the price of Ethereum and BTC all pumping up this year will pretty much not allow HEX to really crash anymore. Now, that's the that's if the the bottom's a little bit longer from now. Now, if the bottom, let's just say the bottom's in right now, which it's very, a lot of people believe so. If the bottom really is in and we just keep going, hang on, let's just say, because like, I truly believe this year Bitcoin and Ethereum, um, let's just say, I'll just Bitcoin as an example, just a little easier. Um, I truly believe Bitcoin, right now Bitcoin's at, uh, let's see the price of Bitcoin. Bitcoin currently is at $22,000. It is very likely this year, we're going to hit somewhere between, we're probably gonna hit 40 to $50,000 in Bitcoin and have another massive crash at the end of the year but that pump up to $50,000 will pretty much hold up the price of hex even if we don't get the launch of pulse chain at all this year if the rest of the market's pumping it will at least it will what it end up doing is it'll just hold it off so it's very likely like let's just say if, if the price of fucking bitcoin goes up to 40-50,000 hex might just pump to 5 or 5 or 4 cents just because the rest of the market is pumping like crazy, and because because Bitcoin and the rest of the market is pumping like crazy, a lot of people's altcoin bags are uh, are doing very well. They don't need to really sell HEX, and you'll have just kind of like a, a stoppage of HEX really crashing down at that point. So this is why we're very, this is why right now it's a pretty, I think personally, it's a very decent time to be like. I think it's a great time to be dollar cost averaging into HEX right now. Get the average down, and getting those T shares and building up that stack right now. Now, if we do get the launch of V3 in uh let's just say Valentine's Day, like I think, right? That'll pretty much pump the price of hex to about, I would say, four to six cents off the rip. And maybe a high of eight cents. I don't think we go to ten or eleven or anything like that. But if if we do hit those prices, that, that's where we've hit a nice bottom. Everyone's up a couple X's, two, three, four X on their on their on their hex that they purchased at a penny or at or at the two cent mark. Awesome, nice. And then from there, we have this sort of thing. Once V3 testnet comes out, right, that's a nice little Band-Aid for a good two to three months of like, cool, we did something. Yeah, that's, we're figuring it out. And then if then Richard comes out and says, hey, yeah, we're launching Pulse Chain. Shit, man, the sky's the limit. We're probably going to 18 cents on Hex. Now, this is my opinion, but that's where I think what's going to happen um, if in the timeline. Now, even if the timeline doesn't happen, the market could pump so much because of BTC and Ethereum pumping up to, um, I mean, uh, Bitcoin pumping up to forty to $50,000 this year, that it will just pretty much hold Hex up and then push it up anyway. So but I think bottoms in very, very much now. Um, it's, it's really right now like Hex can go down another 40% on average at most. So it's like, it's probably the best time to be DCAing right now. And then if it does dump down, that's where you get your other supply, if you believe in it and if you want it, if you want a position. If not, then, you know, go fuck off, whatever. Don't do whatever. do what you want to do, right? I mean, um, this is why I have the disclaimer in front. At the end of the day, you push the green or the red button. And if you don't like something, you don't have to do it. But I just want to, I just want to bring this up to you because I think this is a great opportunity, but it's at the end of the day, it's up to you. Okay. Now, um, if we do get the Pulse chain launch and the snapshot and everything like that um, within this year um, before, I think, I think we'll get all this stuff before September and August uh, for Pulse chain launch. Um, we're looking at a very decent, like 18 cents, maybe even 28 cents, 30 cents. I don't think we go back to all time high 50 cents. There's just not enough juice in the market right now, but we can get a very, very nice, like 20 cent high teens, um, high 20 cent mark 30, maybe 31 cent is the, um, the, the local high for hex E hex. That's incredible. If you think about it, right? Imagine if we go back up, we go back up to like 20 cents. 25 cents to go from 2.4 cents to, to 25 cents is a 10x in a bear market and that's not including from there all the other all the other stuff that's going on in pulse chain now the only thing i won't speculate on is the price of pulse chain pulse x and all these equals ecos- until they exist i'm not talking about the test net fuck the test net. the test net's really cool it's going to show everyone everything works and stuff but it's bullshit numbers Once PulseChain actually launches, then from there, I will give like where I think the price can go, but I will not speculate on the price of PulseChain, PulseX and all these other things until they're real. Okay. Yeah. Big news on Twitter. Well, what happened? Mm Hmm. I don't know. I I can't see it on Twitter, but let me know what it is. But um, anyway, um, CRH. Oh, no, I don't know. Whatever. Oh, just tell me when you, you, you what happens happening with the the news and stuff like that. But anyway, um, so with with that sort of time timeline, right, um. Now the V three the V three can come out in March and that's okay. It'll, it'll, if but people will be kind of pissed off like oh my god. But then if it as long as it happens before April, we're not going to get lower than a penny. Now the thing is is like this also take in order to get lower than a penny you also need uh, crypto in the whole market to also bottom too. So if we get like nothing and then the, like if we do end up getting the scenario that I think is most likely, like, let's just say we get the bottom in, in like April, March, and then we still don't have the V3 test net. Then we test, we test those lower averages. We can test that 1.3, 1.1 cent to like 90% of a penny. And if the market just keeps being shitty and then we get nothing for the whole fucking summer, then we'll touch that half a penny mark. And then after that's the bottom there. And then after that, um, I mean, it'll pretty much, you'll just have Hex pretty much chilling at it between a one or two cents until we get something launched basically. So, I mean, right in terms of like an asymmetrical return and a a bet right now, we're very close. So it's like worst case, 40, 50% down at most. So this is, I think this is a time to DCA right now. Okay. Let me say it again. I think this right now is the time to DCA. That's my own opinion um you have to make your own decisions you have to take responsibility for your actions and stuff like that but i this is i've been dcaing my last dca was at 1.9 cents the low happened to be 1.8 cents it's okay never feel bad like oh no i missed a bite like who gives a f-? as long as you're within a range you're f- totally fine now i'm i'm gonna personally so i'm gonna talk a little bit about staking right now right um I, because of all this stuff that's happening in the next year, I think it's very stupid to stake for one year right now in hex. I, I think it's, so let's just say as an example, right? Let's just say you had a million hex, right? You bought a million hex, 24,000 bucks. Boom. We got a million hex and then divide it down to your portfolio, right? I'm going to stake, I'm going to stake a hundred thousand hex. I'm going to keep 200,000 hex liquid and I'm going to stake a hundred thousand hex every year for, for 10 years. Solid, solid strategy, right? Solid. I would probably tell you to, to like, you, so you have so you have a million so you have a million hex right, you have a million hex and you have and um you're gonna keep two hundred thousand liquid or whatever the hell it is or one point you're, you buy one point two million hex, and then you're gonna put a million hex staked out a hundred thousand hex each year, uh, for ten years and you have two hundred thousand hex right, I would probably tell you to keep an extra hundred thousand or keep an extra amount of of that coin, um I I believe when you're for, if if you're if what ended what up as long as you stay in hex, the more your, your portfolio is going to end. Like, your portfolio should probably be like 50 50 staked or 60 40 staked. So, um, 60% liquid, 40% staked, as an example. So, I would much rather someone do a two, three, four, five year stakes. So, a hundred thousand each in each of those years and then keep 600,000 liquid and then over time build up the rest of the ladder because. There's there might be a lot of action you might be want to, you might want to trade this it there's also something that could happen that I've been speculating on is that we might get this we might get another sacrifice phase for a, a richer heart metamask token. So when I when I pull up the um if you notice right there's six infinity stones in the infinity gauntlet right the Thanos gauntlet the Richard heart ecosystem wallet Um all these tokens are basically in existence already. They're just haven't come out yet, but they've, they they they're out ready. People have sacrificed for them. They exist. There's going to be a copy, you know, hex, pulse chain, pulse pulse hex, um the incentive token and stuff like that. You there's one missing token. So Richard's talked about in the past about creating and in the future he's work they're working on making their own version of a MetaMask token or a MetaMask of the, the Pulse Chain MetaMask. And that might end up happening. So having a little bit of a liquid hex might be a Decent sort of thing, just so you have stuff to sacrifice uh, to get into that token if you want to. If not, um, the overall hype of having another sacrifice phase will raise the price of Hex. That's kind of the X factor, whether it's gonna be this year or once Pulse Chain launches. I truly believe we're probably gonna, I think we're gonna get it a little bit before Pulse Chain launches. Because it might be the last who to really pump Hex. After that, you, um, if a sacrifice phase happens while Pulse Chain is launched, you, they have to accept Pulse Chain, Pulse... It, it becomes more of a decentralized... Like right now, people basically... Like if, if a sacrifice phase happens today, right now, people are only sacrificing two tokens effectively. They're sacrificing um, majority HEX or, a th- or a USTC. Some people do a little theorem, some people do a hedgeron and stuff like that, but the majority of people will do HEX and USTC. Before, before, if you asked me eight months ago, if you told me like, bro, like, Rich was trying to do another sacrifice phase, I would have been super pissed off. Fuck that shit. Launch Pulse Chain already. What the fuck? But in the last six months, we've had bullshit with, um, you know, we had this whole little scare with with um, with MetaMask, essentially saying like, eh, we're gonna, get, we have to, we might give away your information to uh, um, entity, basically IRS and stuff like that. And then they kind of toned it back. No, 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 that doesn't mean this. And like the RPCs and stuff like that because of this sort of stuff, like because they've hinted at it and they kind of took it back because all of crypto freaked the fuck out. Um, they're like, no, no, we're not going to do it now. They're definitely going to do it. So because of this, there's now more of a reason to have sort of another wallet that we can trust and stuff like that. Now, um, I'm mostly, if I, if I have this wallet, I'm mostly just going to use Richard Hart tokens and stuff like that. I still will use MetaMask. I'll still will use, I'm, I'm never going to just rely 100% on one type of wallet, but you know, I, but it will, be a, it will be an added wallet to the arsenal that I believe is pretty good. now, um, the sacrifice phase will be very good for the hex price. So in the ultimate scenario that I have, you know, um, I can only just judge off of the hex price. That's it. Let's just say we get the, we get, we get, um, we get the V3 test net, And then two months later we do the, the sacrifice phase for the Richard Hart, um, um wallet. And then we get the snapshot. I mean, we could get, this is what I believe that could take us to 30 cents again for the hex price. Yeah, the trust wallet's a good wallet as well. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, Binance own though. So, you know, got to be careful there a little bit, but still it's good wallet. Um, this is what I see that, that could be a real big pump from there. Um, once Pulse Chain is launched and going into 24, I think um, you have much less pumps in, in in HEX in 2024. Still decent pumps and stuff like that. You'll still have some plays, but I think 25 will be much better year for HEX, the the Ethereum HEX itself um you'll be a much more of a focus on the on the on the pulse chain ecosystem and then eventually you'll end up having finally some decent pumps on the on the hex side so 23 is really the year where hex can really do some moves and then the kind of the the focus and the dcas head off into the pulse chain ecosystem from there now um when making stakes you guys so um let me see if i can give you the uh copy let me give you this so here's the website so you guys can stake and stuff like that what what um what i what i what i I recommend what i recommend you guys is uh for hex staking is typically i like a hex stake somewhere in the middle of the year oh thank you maddie allen for the 20 bucks man you rock oh hey bro thank you so much man i appreciate it shout out shout out to maddie allen man good dude man um, one of my leg also go on my streams, you guys, um, on lives. I I did an interview with Matty Allen. Cool dude. He, uh, he just finished up the hex conferences. This is what I'm saying, bro. Like we, we, we have one of the largest online conferences in the world. We have some of the biggest live in-person conferences here. It's incredible. Like this community is very powerful. This is why I have so much faith in it. Now, um, now, um, when, when hex, when staking hex, right, um, you uh, actually give me one second. Don't share my screen just yet. Uh, da, 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 da. But, uh, yeah. So when, so when creating, when creating hex stakes, right, I would typically start with a one stake per year and I would have a minimum of one t-shirt. Now hex is as cheap, is basically as cheap as it's going to get. Worst case it gets 50% cheaper and that's it. So with that math right now, it, pretty much, it pretty much takes about like, um, I, I would highly recommend because of how things are shaking out right now, completely skipping a one year stake, going directly to two. Whatever hex you are going to allocate to that one year stake, just add it to your liquid stack. Remember those, remember those key terms liquid staked dry powder. Okay. Whatever whatever you were going to allocate to that one-year stake, just leave it in the liquid stack. And then whatever you were going to allocate to the second, just go on from there. And I would, some people tell you to start from 15 years backwards. I personally believe start from the closest time to you and going forward. Okay? Because I, I even though I, like, look, there's there, now this mathematically, the gains and a lot of the returns and stuff might actually be better doing the other way around. That's sort of doing it the logical way, but humans are emotional. And this is, I mean, wh- I, I don't agree with some, a lot of like Dave, like there's some of the Dave Ramsey stuff in terms of like uh real estate stocks and stuff like that. It's kind of like, I don't really ascribe to a lot of that, but he is very on the money when it comes to this whole, like he's got something called the snowball method, which it comes down to like, you pay off the, you, you, um, instead of paying off the stuff with the highest interest, you pay off stuff with the lowest balance. And that's not because uh, mathematically that's pretty stupid. You want to pay off the highest balance off so you you save more money. But the reason that you pay off the smallest thing first off is because it's a win. So by having a hex stake that like two years from now that comes due, You're like, wow, this thing's real. And then you start getting the benefits of it early. Then you believe in the system long-term and you make longer-term better decisions because humans are sort of flawed like that. We're not logical, we're emotional. And knowing that about most people now, if you're on now, if you are a more logical person, you really can understand, you can like fucking five, 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 cuatro, cinco, baby. I don't need this hex right now. Then do, do it that way. But I don't subscribe to that shit. I know it's humans. I know we're people we're tribalistic and, and, and to believe otherwise, I think is very fucking foolish. This is why I've always believed in having a high amount of liquid hex that keeps you the ability to take profits move in and out of positions if you need to, but then also taking 40% of your of, of coins that you have, um, of your total supply, having that staked for the future in order to make sure that you have these added benefit that like, if you fuck it up, you have this like little safety blanket that's earning yield for you. Because that 40% that's staked to that goes year two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, all the way to 15, that average yield is 28% over like a couple of years the, the amount of that 40% because of how much it's been earning for you over the the most past 3 4 years you literally will have back your entire 100% stack and then some by the time by the time you reach year 15 you've had mo- that 40% has turned into multiples of 40% so it's best to just be like Set enough for it, like you have, you, have a, you have a nice little stack and that's retirement stacks. You have, some, you have income money come in. You have, like, have something to look forward to, right? But then from there, always making sure you have a nice liquid stack. So when the prices gets high, you're able to take some profits. You're able to sacrifice for stuff. You're able to yield farm on pulse chain. It's really, really, that, that's what I really believe is the right way to do it. And I have found the most success for myself and my clients and a, and a lot of the people I've taught over the years. And I think, and this is why like my people haven't been washed out and a lot of people have. There's, and this is fucking facts. Hit a Pepe. Now, this is where I gotta shit on some people. Now, even though I respect, I respect a lot of people in the hex community, and then some of them are fucking crazy, like rah rah, like five 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 cuatro cinco, everything in baby, like or HSI's hundred percent, all fifteen years. Privately, if I've thought it, that was borderline retarded. Now, them the people themselves saying that, and a couple of their followers can do that, but I've always thought that shit is retarded capital r stupid because humans don't function like that for the most part like you can get hyped up like it's like being it's like this is why there's so much the divorce rate so high you're so hyped up on a girl in the beginning and shit like yeah marry me baby yeah no prenup yeah and then two years in you're like fuck why did i do that oh my god man same thing. Why, same thing. Why people? When when people sacrifice, right? Like they didn't sac- sacrifice what you're willing to lose and what you're willing to invest. But some people are like, no, no, it's coming. They, they 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 overdid it, and now because the bear market's in, they're fucking crying like bitches. Am I am I irritated that it's not out? Yeah, fuck yeah, of course it is. That shit should have launched. Fucking potion should have launched fucking eight months ago, bros. Plus, but I invested. what I was willing to lose. I'm kumbayaing it, and then. It's not my only bag. And I'm willing to like, and I'm willing just to write it out. But I'm not over here on the internet crying like a little bitch. And there's a lot of people in the communities that are crying like little bitches. And this is not just a hex problem. This is like a, this is an entire crypto problem. People think that it's like, oh, it's unique to hex. No, no, no. It is an entire crypto, dude. At least you still have the the ability that maybe we might get coins later. Imagine being, imagine being a fucking asshole in Luna. Huh. Zeroed out, zeroed bros. Do I have 15-year stakes? I do. I have a lot of them. I have a lot of 14s, 13s, 12s, 11, 8, 9, all the way down to ones right now. Well, technically, they're, they're, they're probably like three, four But you know what I'm trying to say. I have the entire option. I was one of the first people in the straight chats talking about a CD ladder. Oh, boy, Miguel, what's a CD ladder? Ha-ha. <laughs> Well, Mickey, let me tell you what a CD ladder is. So in the traditional space, right? When people are about to retire, right? Let's just say you're six years old, right? You're five, you're five years away from death, right? <laughs> from retirement, right? Let's just say you retire at 65. What will happen is your financial advisor will tell you, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take this capital, this some of this dry powder you have, dry powder, cash, money in the bank. We're going to put it into a a five- Six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year CDs, and in five years, and in five years, you will receive. When you retire, you will get you will get a, a or a five-year bond will come out basically. So no, fuck it. I'll just I'll just do the example like this. Let's just say you retire today. the The person will make you do a one-year bond, a one-year CD, a two-year CD, a three-year CD, a four-year CD, and a five-year CD. This is called the CD ladder, and let me tell you what happens. What happens is you retire, cool, you get the first big chunk, cool. You take the interest, you put it in your pocket, and you spend that. You take the principal, you make it into a five-year. Then the second year comes out. Oh, look, the two-year comes out, cool. Take the two-year, you take the interest, put it in your pocket, put the two-year principal back in, do a five-year. And what happens is after five years, every single CD is a five-year CD. So soon enough, Five years in, year six, it's a five year. Year seven is a five year. Every year is a five year. So now you, your your income is increasing for five years. Your income is increasing for five years, and then from there, you kind of plateau there on the yield, but but you you have a nice steady income that's done pretty well for yourself. And now it, and then people can take it either. That's a five year ladder. Then people have a ten year ladder where they take they go they just keep doing that for the next ten years, and then they they plateau it at a ten year. Or people do a fifteen year. You can do the same thing in hex. Now, Web three and someone's it's it's predatory to offer some noob the space that option, bro. This is the whole thing about DeFi. You have to have you have to have the option to do this. It's supposed to be a tool, but but it's supposed to be a tool, okay? Now, why does Curve allow a four year lockup? Why does Liquid Driver offer a two year lockup? What like you got to think about it, like, like like something like Jewel, like DeFi Kingdoms, right? They they offer a four year lockup. Personally, I think that shit is borderline retarded as well you think about imagine you buy your tokens you lock i think locking up for one or two years is fine for something like a defi kingdoms or a curve um obviously curve pays some interest and stuff like that and so these other tokens but imagine like you the the interest you're earning is not going to pay, pay you out more than just selling the tokens right so imagine that you do this for your lockup you miss the whole fucking bull market dang now well we're not doing 100 i mean 100 i don't i don't know about any protocol doing a 100 year lockup but 15, a 15 year is a tool. Now, the thing is, is like, now here's what, here's what is cool about it because there's so many people staking all types of plethora of years and sticking around. If the protocol survives, a lot of people, like a lot of people are very bad at saving money. This is just a human. This is another thing about the psychology and stuff. People are very, 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 very bad at saving money. I remember for the longest time, like I was bad, for, like, like basically I didn't have a savings problem. I had an income problem. Right. But regardless of not, you like, I, I did like, I was having trouble in my life, saving up to a certain amount of money. Right. And, um, when I got into investment, I was finally able to chunk away tiny bits of money into into things leave it there for a long time And then over time I was like I, I eventually my portfolio grew to 15 20 35,000 I was like wow, I've never had so much money in my life I couldn't and this is the same same income I made the same money for, this, for those three years because I was just like stuck in a I was stuck in a rut I couldn't fucking in sell but I but I grew my thing How has that happened by little chunks putting stuff away and then over time it growing and then wow It's it turns into something magical into a good amount, and then from there, I was able to improve my life, right? It's, yeah. I mean, to tell you the truth, like if, if I'm being really honest, like even even Richard Hart in the beginning was um was was saying, you know, do like do it ten years, like do a ten year, have some hex coming out every year and stuff. like that. You can look it up and stuff. So it's not that. I'm I was talking specifically about some hex. There's some hex YouTubers and some hex people on Twitter that are full like like radicals and stuff but this is the same thing with every industry every coin there's people that are just to the like to the nth degree and that's okay you need all that stuff but this is why i'm trying to teach you guys like it's like you have liquid and you have some staked and over time as you buy dips and stuff like that what will happen to you over time is eventually as you're building up your staking ladder and then you're you're, so let's just say you 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 do a hundred thousand hex every year for 15 years and then eventually like you keep, you keep buying and you're like, Oh wow. You put a little bit more, what'll happen is over time because you're, you're also, the stakes are also gaining extra hex every year, every day from the t-shirt payout. What'll happen is eventually your staked hex will be more, you'll be something like 80, 20 or 90, 10. Like right now I'm probably 90, 10 right now. I'm 90% stake tax, 10% liquid hex. But that's just because that's what happens with age. I've been in the hex system for three plus years. That's normal, but what I'm talking about for a per- normal person coming in, you wanna be 60% liquid, 40% staked, and then building the ladder strategically. Is The bigger, the better. I really think two stakes per year is probably the optimal staking amount per year, I think, having the biggest possible, right? Maybe 50,000 hex yeah. 50, hex every stake twice a year, maybe something in like, begin. I don't know, somewhere in the beginning of the second quarter and one maybe one at the end of the third quarter, something like that or spaced out evenly with or whatever on a birthday or whatever you whatever the, the person who ends up staking it, but having a large amount of hex stake like that. And then from there, maybe you can just build out. And then once you have that, then maybe you build out a mega one where like you, you put like a big chunk for yourself, maybe like 200,000 hex for one year or something like that. And by doing this, this gives you like the, the optionality eventually you can, I mean, you can just keep going as much as you want and stuff, but I was always recommend the bigger, the better, basically. Yeah. And I had, I had a lot of people in the beginning of Hex completely, like I had people completely, people thought the top of the like people thought the top of the market was going to be 2020 because back, back when Hex came out, everyone thought like, oh fuck, I think, I think the top of Hex in the bull market is going to be in 2020 or in 2022. So I had, I knew people that's completely skipped, completely skipped 2021 because they thought everything was coming in 2022. This is why I, I I'm the thing of having even amount. Don't guesstimate. Just have an even amount of hex coming out every single year, and that just covers your fucking ass, and you ain't got to worry about it. The and then the liquids use the liquid stack of it to speculate if you want to speculate and take profits. And then if you're lucky, and if it comes out, oh well wow, my hex stack came out. Oh, the price isn't decent. Let me take some profits. Or here's the beautiful thing: is you can take your principal, just like I said, and you depending if you want to do a five year ladder or a ten year ladder. Um, I'd probably recommend more of a 10 to five year in terms of that, but do whatever you want to do, right? With it's your money or your hex, do whatever the hell you want. But what I'm personally doing myself is I'm doing a 10 year CD ladder myself. So every time I get my hex out, I take my principal, I stake it out 10 years, take the interest, put it in my pocket, put some and put it in my liquid stack, and then take a little bit of profit on that hex and buy some Ethereum. That's what I've been personally doing myself with my own hex. And then um, Off of some of the liquid hex that I've, I've sold and stuff like that, I've been using some of that. That uh, when the price was high, I'm using that to DCA. Now I have been DCing into hex. So I I sold hex at 50 cents. Uh, Well, tech, uh, I think I sold, I sold like 53 cents, right? Some of it, and then most of my most of my hex I sold was at 40 cents. Um, I've been DCing into hex at 18, 13, 11, 9, 7, 5, 3. 2 and 1.9 was my last one and it was a dynamic dca what that means is i light tap very light tap and as we go lower heavier 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 so that dca i did at 18 cents was a one percent dca very light it was it was a decent amount of money but it's like eh." this last dca was a very large dca and i'm I'm, and i'm personally thinking about just dumping the right and just having my stack there and then i'm done dcaing And, you know, outside of, uh, I haven't seen too many people. I've been very, very honest about my DCAs. And you can just go back in my videos. I've been talking about it for like the past year or two. And when I sold at those prices, did I think that was, the? it was, look, it was very possible that we could, even though 56 cents was the like 10,000 X it's dude, it was a bull market. If, if we had the reflux, it was very possible. We could have gone to $2, a dollar, some change, like totally bros. But it's just i had like i saw everyone having hex flex and everyone being super happy and it was just i was like let me just take some profit off the table and I'll tell you this, i should have took more profit but hey this you have to do what you have to do so that is my explanation of hex um, i i i think it's a gr- i think personally i think we're very close to the bottom now i think this is a gr- if you haven't dca this is the time to dca if you have bought hex at a higher price this is a great way to kind of lower your average but you have to make the decision for yourself you have to you have to be a red pill man and take and really make sure to like you know take advantage of that stuff so um yeah man so i'm going to answer some super chats i'm going to go back in my uh let me uh open a new tab oh, guess not huh weird let's see youtube studio give me one second you guys Okay, cool. Should you share my screen? Full screen it? Let's see. Ba-da-da-da. How to invest in hex? Okay, here we go. So we had a $2 Canadian. Uh, okay. Is it a good approach buying uh, 0.1 BTC on these dips? Yeah, I think it is. If you really, like, honestly, Bitcoin's not going anywhere. It's totally good. It's fine. It's our, it's our rock. I think Ethereum will make you a little bit more money. But, man, I remember, bro, like, I was DCAing, like, $20, $30 a day, into Bitcoin when we hit really low. Like that's all I could afford at the time. And I was so fucking proud of myself when I hit the first Bitcoin. I still have that Bitcoin. I, I, it was a big milestone. I think it is really is one of the biggest milestones in crypto to get like that one Bitcoin, fuck whatever you heard or whatever. I think it's a beautiful thing. And I think long-term, even holding one Bitcoin, put it in a treasure or something or a wallet you trust, leave it alone, make sure the private keys are safe. And, over the long term, I don't. See, I personally see Bit, Bitcoin will be over a million dollars one day. It will, even if it takes ten fucking years, it will hit a million dollars. And you bought you bought something for twenty one thousand dollars that can one day turn to a million. That'll buy you a house, or a, I mean, not the, in ten years from now, it'll probably be like a sizable fifty percent of a house, or maybe seventy five percent of a house. But it is the it is the money there that could start your life up and everything like that. So it's beautiful. This is why I love crypto. So long term, I think that, I think that's a great thing, nomad. All right, let's go to BRS with the five dollars Australian. Yo, DCC, send another Pepe out for a made IG. Ch- <laughs> yeah, I think I read this earlier, man. Thanks, man. Trader SC twenty dollars super chat. Thank you, man. BTC motivation uh, with the five dollars super chat. Miguel, I'm tired of the rat race. I sacked two hundred fifty k. Hex Hexer, I'm, I'm guessing dollars. Uh, did it owe me twenty k for Pulse, thirty k for uh, liquid loans. Where can I retire? Where can I return I'm on how much before taking prop? Well, okay. That Now, this is the thing is like we can't make any estimations or anything be, until it launches. But the thing is I I personally think a lot of the a lot of people sacrificed. If they sacrificed by themselves, if they're now a top 10 wallet, I think a lot of people who sacrifice are going to be underwater for a while. And about, about a year or so in, they might be at break even and then huge profits after that. This is kind of what happened with Hex. A lot of the initial Hex that was bought in the beginning first month was not in profit until... I would say late 2020 to early 2021. So just to put that into perspective, it's like, it's very possible you won't be in massive profits until like 24 to 25 where you're in stupid profits. Right. And this is what I'm saying. It's, it's a game of attrition as well as it takes, it really takes a full cycle or two cycles to really make that money. But like, since you DC, that is a very decent chunk of change, man. And you might do very well with that and stuff like that. but in terms of speculation the pulse like you'll be able to you'll be able to translate a lot of coins here and there and stuff like for pulse x and stuff because you, you have so much money there you're probably just gonna I, the, I think the move for your pulse x bag is really just to buy p hex and then over time then use that to as the price goes up a little bit versus regular hex and stuff like that you'll be able to dca that into some um pulse chain and then just kind of even out your bags over time and then just chill but, um, that's beautiful when you like, that is a great goal. Like honestly, wanting to retire your parents and stuff that just shows you have a great heart. And I think this is one of the great, great things about the millennial generation and the zoomers is that, um, the empathy this these generations have, um, even, even if they've been very mistreated by the older generations, um, I think is a very honorable good thing about the the people in the crypto space You won't believe how many people I know that are just they, they want it like I the, the reason I I didn't want I wasn't trying to get rich because I wanted women or I want I wanted because I wanted to free myself and I wanted to help my parents out and my family and stuff because I was tired of seeing my family struggle I was really tired of it like my, my dad like basically destroyed his body working, my mom is heading during the same, was heading the same direction and stuff like that and it, it was hard on me because I was the oldest of my, um, I was the oldest of my family and I felt this huge burden of responsibility to help my, to help my people, my family to get out of this fucking struggle and I'm, I'm thankfully I'm now able to do that but it was my fucking number one goal, and I never stopped. And this is why I didn't give up on my dream to DCA and look into projects and research. And this is also why I don't just put all my eggs in one basket. I, I diversified out. You don't have to be in a billion. This, this the, there's this whole thing like being diversified, stupid. In the traditional market, there is a case for it. Maybe like you, what do they want to make it? Because the gains are so like are so terrible, but the gains are so wonderful here that you could be diversified. You don't have to. You don't have to be. Like you're, 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 you're actually very concentrated in one sector, but being diversified in five or seven, eight projects is fine. It's just get, when when it gets out of proportion is when you're in, like you're in fucking 40 or something. That's where it gets ridiculous. Right. But I think that's a very honorable thing you're doing BTC motivation, man. And, um, I think you will accomplish your goal. The thing is, is remembering to continue on to build the rest of your portfolio while you're waiting. Don't just rest in those laurels, man. You got to keep growing and growing. And I think you're going to come out of this and I think you're going to make your family very proud one day. Hex Hodling with the Australian $14. Thank you, man. A lot of Australians. Shout out to my Australians, man. Uh, just supporting the cause. Appreciate all the advice. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you. Shout out, shout out to Hex Hodling, man. Marcelo MG, what's going on with the uh, our first American here <laughs> with the $10 Super Chat? Miguel, Plan C says that there will be clawbacks from Celsius. What are your thoughts on this? Oof. That sucks. Um, it just depends on the dates of things. I haven't kept up with it. Um, I mean, me and Charlie. Um, sort of saw what the wind was blowing. We started noticing very strange things around August of 2021. And we started, warn- we, uh, we made a very public announcement in November of 2021 to take all your money out of exchanges, FTX, um, um, celsius voyager we were full, and then what we did is um we were telling a lot of people for months and months and months stop close accounts get money off of there and uh we, we happened to save a lot of people in our community from getting from getting out now it just all depends on the clawbacks when it is i'm guessing it would probably be a month before it took a shit i'm guessing it would be the clawbacks but i don't know the details on it and stuff i haven't really been kept k- keeping up with it i've i've been out of the position since uh, 2021 but um that fucking sucks. And that's not a good president to uh to set. But um they're gonna have a hell of a time, man. I'm telling you, they're not gonna be clawed that shit. I mean, it's just it's it's a pipe dream. They're gonna they're gonna claw back maybe from, from a large entity, but like the normal people get the fuck out of here. They're not gonna be able to do that. That's impo- They will not be able to enforce that. That's retarded. Uh KH, why do you think Richard Hart's been so quiet the last past few months uh with the SCK, I don't know what that uh, currency that is, but thank you, regardless. It's probably like worth $10 because they're all the same color and yellow. Um, Basically, I think he's been so quiet because basically um, I think he didn't expect um, Ethereum to go to proof of stake, Ethereum 2.0. And when it did, it kind of put a, just to go back to early in the stream, I think they put a monkey wrench in the whole system. And this is why we also lagged out a little bit as well. So um, because of that upgrade, we had to trash the entire um, work that was done on pulse chain and it's been having it's been being redone now and for proof of work i mean proof of stake and because proof of, and the reason it has to be done like that is because um if we want to copy pasta any upgrades for proof of stake as well as any mvm stuff in the future all the developers are going to be developing on the theorem 2.0 not the old evm i mean not the old uh, proof of stake model for a theorem 1.0 so we had a trash this is why we've had delays as well so it's it's been the black swan events and the um ethereum 2.0 actually coming out so ethereum did something so that that's what that's what one of the reasons why we've lagged out so much from launching personally so there you go Sasha Man with the $10 Australian thank you man thank you so much for the gift your consistent presence on Rollo Show. Hey, for sure bro thank you oh yeah the australia <laughs> sasha tiger 20 dollar australian because the amount of my previous super chat was pathetic oh shout out to you bro that's funny as fuck <laughs> sasha again bro with the five dollar australian thoughts on chat uh gpt and ai um i mean obviously they pretty much damn near bought it i mean amazon i mean not amazon excuse me um um microsoft basically bought it and um what they're doing what they're doing with that is um they're going to use it to advance, like uh, Word and all this other stuff, Adobe and stuff. But I mean, we're heading into a crazy age and shit, like lad. Um, I think learning it's very good, but it is a little scary. But I mean, this is where like the human, the the human factor. Now, um, there there eventually there's going to be like these kind of AI streamers, and like you know, you, you already saw a little bit where like people like put like the whole like Snapchat camera and like their e-girls and stuff like that. But eventually, you'll have complete fake streamers. And I think what's going to happen is uh, you're going to have a huge run of AI um, influencers for a little bit, and then eventually people um, will probably uh, go towards um, normal people again. Because what will happen is just like anything, they go overboard, and then people are like, man, this shit's stupid. And then what will end up happening? You'll end up getting um, people wanting people with warts, and and <laughs> you know they they want real people again and what will happen is like they'll start choosing streamers and and stuff like that with like flaws again real humans and i think that's the one part ai is always gonna have trouble is the whole human ingenuity thing at least for a long time until we get maybe quantum computers or something like that and maybe it'll be like the full merger of life at that point into computers but who the fuck knows but thank you man uh katie you mentioned gas fees to unstake hex you might get massive do you think the maximus token is a good way to get around that is excessively not a terrible one. Yeah, I think um they had, I, I know they have base lucky fuck with these names. I'm sorry. Uh base lucky, um the tri token, and then uh I forget the other Desi and stuff like that. And it's I think it'd be not a de- not a bad supplement. I don't think it should be the only like I am never for derivative tokens 100 percent but I think it's a tool in the, in the in the system. Do I own some of these? Yeah, I do personally. But Um, it's, it's like a small portion of my portfolio, but I think they're kind of, I think they're cool, man. I like, I like the Maximus token. I like Gold Key and stuff like that. I like the team there. Um, I support the guys there and stuff like that. And it's it's I think it's a good function and stuff. But um, it's not a terrible way to start off and stuff like that. But um, until they prove that the system works, once the first um, the the base token actually pays out and actually works, I think from there then you, they can be taken a lot more seriously and stuff like that. So this this time coming up when the uh, base token actually fully vests out, people get their money and then it revests again. I think after that then cemented they get the gold mark at that point but until then they have stuff to prove themselves with that first one that's one of the reasons where there's a lot of people even though g's are still a little like eh, like that about even maxi because 15 years is a long time so you don't know if the system works but with the with that base token that comes out that's a one year recurring once that pays out they're like oh the code works then everyone believes and there you go and then it'll be off to the races and stuff so there you go man shout out the gold key bro good dude Sasha Taggart with the $5 Australian. So much carnage has happened in the crypto space of FTX and exchanges, crashing crypto companies, getting burned so much for Richard. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to learn from that. Yeah, man, this is why we teach what we teach, man. We like shine up to the Citadel, man. Citadel is $100 a month and stuff like that. um, For every month that you're in the Citadel, you get $50 off the next crypto mindset course. We will not have another crypto mindset course until maybe March or April of this year. Um, it's the largest cryptocurrency education course in the world. Um, the Citadel is a giant telegram chat where you have almost 400 members of highly, highly focused crypto people. Uh, we we have monthly calls with our guys. We have a weekly newsletter that talks about fundamental analysis, technical analysis, on-chain analytics, as well as uh, memes, <laughs> Um, um Trend patterns that we're seeing and kind of important news that we think as well that's going to start happening And you also get the back catalog of all the previous ones as well just a lot of reading So there's a lot of really good uh, macro data in there in terms of news as well as um, Fundamentals on coins that we're kind of looking at and stuff like that. It's really great Um, And the cool thing is is like every month you're in there you get $50 off the next course So the cool thing is is like let's just say you get in today after three months and the crypto mindset course comes off, you basically get $150 off the next crypto mindset course. And if you pay for the crypto mindset course in crypto, another 15% off. So... You literally will get three hundred dollars off the course and shit. It's it's fucking dope. And on top of that, like in the Citadel Group and stuff like that, we're going to we we're do, we're doing we're throwing a huge huge party pretty soon. We're gonna be start we're gonna start selling the tickets for that for the next Crypto Minds and Meetup. It's going to be a huge party here in Las Vegas. The last one we did, we had a huge three story mansion party. We had de- live DJs. We had craps tables, blackjack tables. We had trapezius artists just, um, hanging from the silk sheets and stuff like that. We had mermaids in the pool. We had bartenders on every on everything that we were hanging out vegas we're partying dude sick event a lot of network happened there and it it was beautiful and stuff like that Uh, we make no money from the event all the money that we we charge for the tickets are put right back into the event it's just a networking event for us to have fun and stuff and we were throwing so we were the only group in all of crypto throwing a party in the middle of the bear market so shout out shout out to the moon gangers man but definitely join the citadel man it i think is it's the it's one of the best it's the fucking best group in all of crypto Period, man. And we're heading we're heading into some, we're going to be a gigantic, we're going to be a gigantic thing, man. Shout out to the Moon Gang. But let's go back. Joshua with the $20 uh, US dollars. These plebs need to super chat. <laughs> These plebs, yeah, definitely, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. SJ with the $2 Canadian. Do you prefer BTC to Ethereum? No, ca- yeah, I think I answered this earlier, man. Uh, but yeah, Ethereum for sure. I still have a little Bitcoin if Bitcoin gets cheap enough I'll buy I'll buy another big stack I'll buy like a decent stack of BTC put it away I mean the the BTC thing is kind of like and just throw it in the closet sort of shit you know Uh, SJ with a $2 Australian I won't sell Bitcoin are you holding anything for life yeah my hex um Ethereum Bitcoin maybe some of my phantom back it's just as long as I, I see there's a future I'm gonna keep it forever but with Bitcoin and Ethereum, no matter what happened, let's just say it all went to shit. I would probably always have a bag of Hex. I would always have a bag of Ethereum and Bitcoin. Like I was just going to stall to keep it. Let's just say crypto failed completely. I would probably still, I would just maintain my bags. I would just keep them there. I'd be like, I'll yeah, that when I had my, I'd probably buy a little extra even if they're worth nothing anymore. Just to say, yeah, look, I have a thousand beats. I have like a couple of 10,000 Bitcoin. I got like a million. <laughs> of Ethereum. You know, I'd do some shit like that probably. One of those old fuckers then forgot. But thank you so much. You can take the screen down now. I think we caught up with the Super Chats. There's a couple more and then that's it, man. But um, let me go back to. Um, one thing about LASIK, man, your eyes get super dry, bros. Jesus. Let's see if I missed any Super Chats. Uh, I think I missed just one right now. From Guy of $10 a Strange, just wanted to say thank you for the stream. I have saved it and I've already sent it on to people. Can you please weigh on what Jackie sent? You in the car situation? Am I missing something? Or, uh, hmm. Let me look again. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm sorry. I don't see it. If I missed it, we, you can just, you can just ask me again on the next stream and stuff like that. But, uh, Hey, thank you so much, you guys for joining me, man. I hope this has explained to you how to invest in pulse chain and everything like that. Um, I really just wanted to give a really broad explanation of the whole ecosystem and stuff like that. Um, one, just one last thing, right. Just to end this off of like, if for some reason, like, Oh Miguel, I don't have any pulse chain. I I never didn't sack right. Or I sack too much for pulse X and I don't, I sack nothing for pulse chain. It's okay. Just have some hex, just have some hex and you'll get a, you'll, you'll have the copy over there and then you'll be able to play around in the ecosystem. Don't, it's okay. You, you know what? Like the beautiful thing is, is people who come in with fresh capital will be able to get more X's in the beginning and stuff. Because I think like what, once it launches, it pumps up the fresh capital. will be able to get multiple X's. You take profits. It comes back down. You invest in, and now you're in and stuff. Just breathe, breathe you guys. Once it does come out, you will be able to make your moves, man. But with that, man, you're still very early, man. If you get in, in the first six months, man, you're gonna be, you're super early. In the first six months, there's gonna be a major crash in the pulse chain ecosystem. And right there you buy, you're in, and then now you're invested. And then from there, like, we just see where this train goes, man. But with that, man, I'll catch you guys next time. My next stream will be Thursday at eight o'clock. And I'm gonna have some guests as well. And then tomorrow you can catch me on Randy Halarski's stream. I'm gonna be doing a stream with Randy. Shout out to the boy and um, i'm going to do a lot i'm going to do i've actually got quite a lot of streams coming up this week i'm actually no no i'm sorry this um i'm forgive me this thursday i've got a stream with the guys with the um the fan um the uh, um the fiat and famous teams and stuff like that. so i'm going to be interviewing some of the um the projects uh, some of the one of the one of the newest projects that are going to be launched on pulse chain at some point um and um going to interview the guys i think it's a very interesting project and it's very on chain so um but with that man i'll catch you guys later man peace
2: you <laughs>